<laughs> All right, so we'll start it off. We got a good amount of people, and it's going to grow. So we'll talk real quick about today. I guess there was a Twitter, a, a protest outside of Twitter w- with Laura, and I know you attended that. It was snowing. I was like, oh, thank goodness I'm on the West Coast, but I saw <laughs> Yeah, so today um, Laura Loomer had uh, another protest outside of Twitter headquarters in New York City. And uh, she actually called me up last night on the phone and asked me if I would come and be a part of it. And I was happy to do that. And, you know, obviously she's banned on Twitter. So um, she asked me, you know, if I could tweet about it and stuff because we kind of have to be her voice right now. Like people, like me who support her and, or, you know, anybody else who supports her. So, um, so she asked if I would come out and be a part of it. And so I did, and you're absolutely right. It was snowing and it was freezing, but it was pretty cool. You know, she didn't have a huge crowd, but she probably had, you know, anywhere between a dozen and a couple of dozen people there. And, um, she's got a huge personality. I mean, she, she can literally carry a protest by herself. Like, and it's, like and do it well i mean if it was just laura loomer there it would have been a good show but i mean having other people there too i think just kind of made it all the better and but you know one thing she did say that i thought was a really good point was um i did a live uh broadcast for anybody or uh, you know periscope for anybody who wants to go and watch it after they finish watching this and one of the things laura said was um you know she's like where are my fellow conservatives where is where are the people who, you know, support me? And, and I, I feel for her in that regard. I mean, that's why I wanted to make a point to, you know, I live up in Harlem. It was not, it took me 45 minutes to an hour to get down there and it's freezing cold and it's snowing, but I like, I wanted to show up for her. You know, I wanted to be there for her. And I think she's the kind of person that would show up for me too, if, if I was in need. So I, I, I would like to see more of that in the conservative movement, you know? Yes, especially with her Twitter ban, because I know Laura, I love Laura. I met her in person. She's high energy and honestly has a set of cojones that, you know, no nobody really has anymore. Everybody's like, man, and she just goes hard in the paint where uh, certain protests where, you know, she's breaking into places where I'm like, uh. but the Twitter, although it's like it is interesting and it is something. Uh, I really stood up for her with the Twitter one because it really didn't make sense. And if it's if it's honest and it's, you know, not worthy of banning uh it was a big deal i'm gonna read her tweet now because i have it this is why she got banned and keep in mind you could watch i I had a tweet the other day i was like you could watch full-on gangbang porn on twitter like you could literally watch any type of porn you want but you're not allowed to say that there's two genders or something where it's like it's just at (laughs) one point where i I get like you know you don't want to be mean to people but it's like you can watch full porn but you can't say what laura loomer said which was isn't it ironic how the Twitter moment used to celebrate women, LGBT, and minorities is a picture of Ilhan Omar? Ilhan is pro-Sharia. Ilhan is pro-FGM under Sharia. Homosexuals are oppressed and killed. Women are abused, forced to wear the hijab. Ilhan is anti-Jewish. I mean, it just seems ridiculous that they banned her for that, considering there's death threats against teenagers from verified blue check mark celebrities. It's, it's like they don't really follow their own policies. And now you have Twitter that is literally almost, I would say, pro-ISIS. And I, I don't even mean that lightly. It's like you can't get good press if you're a conservative woman. But if you're ISIS, they're like, she's just a pregnant ISIS member. Like, just let her home. So it's like, 
you know, I they don't the reason that they banned Laura and Alex didn't actually make sense. If Laura, because you know, Laura does wild stuff sometimes. If they could point to something that was illegal or against community guidelines and be like, that's why Laura Loomer or Alex got banned. I would I wouldn't say I'd be okay with it, but it would make more sense to me where Laura and Alex got banned. It didn't make sense. She's not threatening somebody. She that's an opinion, to be honest, where there it's rooted in truth and it's honestly more accurate than most of what other people say. So I don't understand why she got banned for that. I don't either. And you know, like let's just revisit something here for a second too. It was like as long as we're talking about Twitter's, you know, guidelines and standards while you're talking there. I just pulled back up to refresh my memory and anyone else's memory. This is, these are the tweets of Sarah Zhang, the uh, Asian reporter that was uh, hired by the New York Times. Mm. She, she was not reprimanded by the New York Times or by Twitter in any way, shape, or form for writing some of these tweets. This is from Sarah Jong of the New York Times. Dumbass fucking white people marking up the internet with their opinions like dogs pissing on fire hydrants. Are white people genetically predisposed to burn faster in the sun, thus logically being only fit to live underground like groveling goblins? Another tweet. Hashtag cancel white people. Uh, another tweet. Oh man, it's kind of sick how much joy I get out of being cruel to old white men. Uh, it goes on and on and on. I mean, so, I mean, it's like, <laughs> there's I no mean, consistency. I actually, yeah. I posted the groveling goblins one. I, I screenshot it and posted it on Facebook and I got a 24 hour ban for her, but I, I wasn't promoting it. I was like, look at this woman gets a job at the New York times. And I try to shed light to how gross it is. And they actually, gave me the 24 hour ban and and there's people that threaten people this and that and then jack dorsey went on um joe rogan and was like we let it's an open forum for anybody to speak only if you're harassing or threatening somebody and it's like no bro it's actually the opposite if you're harassing or threatening somebody even if you're a celebrity they don't care but if you speak an opinion that is scientific or accurate or inaccurate and just maybe not the right political side they ban you so they're they're becoming really creepy for sure hey i want to ask you your just where you stand on something what your opinion is because this is something i'm just like gen genuinely curious about and i ask a lot of people like do you think sure i think we can probably all agree that there should no there should absolutely not be allowed to be like calls for violence on social media. Like you shouldn't be able to go on Twitter and be like, hey, everyone meet me tomorrow and we're gonna like kick the hell out of somebody or something, you know? Absolutely. But, yeah, but short of that, like, do you think that people should be allowed to engage in say racist um, uh, uh, language or comments if they want to and it's up to individuals to say, this is too much for me, I'm gonna block this account or block this, like, do you think that people should be allowed to say something if it's not necessarily threatening, but if it's just crossing a line in terms of being mean or inappropriate? Yeah, it's it's a tough line because I, I would say people say to me is, well, you know, they're a private company. They can do what they want. And I, I'm like, even at that, they're not following their own guidelines now. Like they say it's this and then they do this. So they're they're totally lying now. Yeah. I would. I would prefer that they let most things fly besides violence. That would be my preference because hate speech and racism and sexism is a very fine line. And I'm starting to notice even on the right, it's mostly obviously on the left, but certain people, if they really don't like them, they're unwilling to listen to anything they say. And I'm finding myself listening to 
what they would call extreme people, but I find them very blunt and accurate and certain things I don't agree with, but they're kind of like Trump. They just throw it out there. So like, what is racist? Cause to me, like, you know, New York times, Washington post, Huffington post, like all these blue check Mark bloggers who have like 5,000 followers, they seem like really racist and sexist, like specifically hating on men and hating on, you know, specific races. And it doesn't bother me. So I guess I would say, yeah, you know, I think that type of stuff, should probably fly. And I, I do think identity politics and the isms have kind of lost a lot of touch because why is it like, how is it hurtful to this community and helpful to this? Like people don't break down things anymore. They just throw the ism on it and uh, it gets lost in the sauce. But at that, I'll throw it back to you. What really grinds my gears now is that they say, here's our guideline, here's our policies, here's our speech laws, which are creepy. And I don't agree with them but they don't even actually follow those. And then they go on these big podcasts and say, no, this is a platform for everyone to express their opinion only if you threaten people. But we know that there's people threatening people left and right and they fly. And then Laura Loomer, Owen Benjamin, others get knocked down for a joke or a tweet that out of everything Laura Loomer's ever said or done, I actually think this tweet here is pretty accurate. You know, I would say for the most part, that tweet that got her banned, it's, I would say it's, it's mostly, if not all kind of true. It's like, why use her? You know, it's, <laughs> I get what she was saying. It's not nearly the most offensive or brass thing she's ever done. So why that got her banned? It's clearly like a political hit job, not a um, community safe space or whatever they'd say. Yeah. I think they were definitely looking for something on her and you're right. Cause it's, you know, See, this is something I like about the conservative movement, too, because, I, you know, I'm a former liberal for any of your people who don't who don't know who I am. And and you, too. Right. I mean, you're former liberal, right? Yeah, I was just left leaning like environment, I guess, like fighting the system from the left. So but you were I, a Bernie guy, weren't you? I liked Bernie. Yeah, I guess my liberal came from a different part because I wasn't out campaigning for Democrats, per se. I was always like two party systems corrupt. But then I saw Bernie as like a bright light. And I thought when I was younger, I was like, oh, Obama, you know, he's half black. He smokes weed. He plays basketball. I was like, that's kind of tight. You know, like (laughs) I I was kind of easygoing like I am now. But yeah, Bernie, I thought he was like a Trump. Honestly, I thought he was going to like crush the two party system. But then he's like, and then he just jumped back in line. I was like, bro. I showed you love, man. Why'd you turn on me like that? (laughs) Well, yeah, I was going to say, you know, within, I feel like within the conservative movement, one thing I think is cool is, uh, you know, you can have more of like uh, an issue based relationship, I think with people. I mean, like Laura Loomer has definitely said things that I'm like, girl, you know, like, what do you, for for me, I'm just like, (laughs) what are you talking about? You know, but I still like her and I, you know, there are things she says that I'm like, that's right on the money. And then there are things that she says, where I'm kind of like, nah, that's not for me, but that doesn't like, I don't feel the need to like shun somebody or like, you know, do what they did to Roseanne just yeah. because somebody might make a statement or have a feeling about a certain issue that I don't share that feeling or whatever. And I mean, I mean, that's even true of like the gay issues and stuff, you know, I'm gay, but it's like, there are people who I really respect in the conservative movement who are like, I just don't think gay people should be able to get married. And I'm like, I don't like that, but it's like, I don't have to hate you. Like, like it doesn't have to be like an all or nothing thing, you know? Absolutely. And so, I mean, yeah, so that's, I, I guess bringing it back, I'm definitely of the school now where it's like, unless you're like a specific 
call to violence or you're like organizing a, a terrorist act or something like that. I just feel like we're all grown people and we should be able to decide for ourselves what language goes too far for us or, you know, what we don't want to see. And, you know, I mean, we all have the ability to block people who say things that we don't like. And I just feel like that's, you know, people should be able to say. And also it it's a fallacy that, you know, you're somehow um, suppressing, you know, racism or white supremacy by not allowing it to be said or not allowing it to exist. It doesn't make it go away. And it's like these, it's the same people who are like, you know, ban white people who say racist things and then they lose their minds when you know once every year or two the kkk comes out and marches and they're like oh what's happening where did these people come from and it's like well if you didn't ban them all everywhere you would know that they exist and you would know that there's like two dozen of them in the entire country and it's actually not even really a big deal but it's like it seems like a big deal to you because you banned them everywhere and then all of a sudden one day you get confronted and you're just like what's happening you know yeah, no, you nailed a lot of real things. The left, to me, I always like the compassion and the kindness, and that's where it seemed like it was living. And now it's literally just like a, ah! like it's like a loud screeching scream where it's like, Bernie's an old white man. But it's like, I don't particularly like Bernie anymore, but it's not because he's an old white man who's Jewish. Like it's because of his policies and his, and who he is. Like there's, reasons where they don't have re reason or logic or common sense for anything. So it's literally like this melting pile of victim mentality, what I would consider actual racism and sexism without wanting to ban it, like specifically only looking at race and skin. They'd go up to you or someone like David Harris and be like, but you can't feel that way because you're gay and you're black. And it's like, you think they're like, what if he's like, dude, I like anime and guns. Like, he, you don't know who he is at all. So it's become weird like that. And uh, you're totally right with the hate speech stuff. I think people like you make conservatives like gay people more. People that are black and strong in their conviction make any racist that still exists on the right less racist because the thing that they're worried about is the stuff that no one's talking about, whether it be the crime or maybe like the I don't want to say debauchery, but per se of like the now LGBT was like, get married. And I was like, whatever. And now it's like, you can't say anything. And they're going too far where it's like, it's not your sexuality that's annoying me. It's like your politics and your censorship. So exactly. thank you for bringing this up because this never comes up. And it's such an important point. And it took me, it literally took me walking away from the Democratic Party and liberalism to figure this out. I never would have figured it out if I was still... Uh, a liberal or a Democrat. And that is that there are so many people who like on the right or, you know, who are conservatives who have issues maybe with LGBT people or people of color, but it's not because they're a person of color or because they're LGBT, but because at this point, like more than 90% of people of color are voting Democrat and like probably a higher rate of LGBT people are voting Democrat. And it's just, it's almost like our identities have really come to represent our inflexibility in our politics. And I think that is what these people are reacting to when they, and I do it now too. When I see somebody who I know is obviously gay, my first thought is, oh, this person is probably a complete fucking libtard. You know, <laughs> it's like, and then if I find out otherwise, I'm like, oh, thank God. You yeah. know, but it's like, 
And that's why stereo like people are so mad at stereotypes where obviously if if you like hate people because of who they are, but some stereotypes are 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 actually from truth. Like most gays are liberal. Most black yeah. people do vote Democrat. You know, right. you could you could make white stereotypes, but they're rooted not everybody, but there's a there is a correlation there. That's why I never get mad. It's a superpower to not care what other people say about you. I know people think things that aren't true about me, but it's up to me how much it really bothers me and damages me. So the fact that they just like scream and screech and there's a good documentary I watched. I always reference on Netflix. His name was Daryl Davis, black jazz musician, made over a hundred people quit the KKK because he was so cool. They literally said they like there's this funny clip. I, I can't say the word or I'll be banned forever. But he looks <laughs> he's like in a front of a bunch of KKK members, but he's with the black dude, Daryl Davis. And he says, you know what? I like this guy more than you white N words. And he called them white N words. And like literally it's like I'm going off with my black homie because you guys are idiots. So that's <laughs> how you make people less racist. It's like I'm not saying to go join like people are like anomaly. Don't be weak and foolish. I'm not saying to not protect yourself, but. It's just true. Like I watch some of the craziest people that they're like, don't watch. And I'm like, these guys are way more rational than the mainstream media. And if I said that, they'd be like, what the heck? And I'm like, watch a half hour of that person. Listen to yourself. At least I get where they stand. Even if I don't agree with them, they're like, this is what I think. This is why. And a lot of the racism and stuff, it does come from there's small percentages of, of people doing large percentages of stuff. It's not to say this or that. We can talk about history, the future, poverty, everything involved. But when you can't talk about it, when you can't say it, and then you just blame white people or men or something for everything in society, when we live in the greatest society for the LGBT community, like you can be like RuPaul's crushing it right now. You know, people like Jeffree Star, I heard he's making like, tens of millions of dollars on makeup. There's never been a better time to be LGBT now. So even on the right wing, which historically it's like everyone loves you because you're just not annoying and you're smart. It's like, that's all. Just yeah. do that and no one cares. Yeah, no, you're totally right. And like the, I was actually thinking the other day about how I kind of think to a certain degree, like how, you know, liberalism has, become so overtly you know like over the top with the identity politics and all this and how at this point it's like they're almost i'm i'm becoming convinced like you know you once you take the red pill and you become conservative you get to be a little like you have to start questioning everything and then you have to like draw the line in your brain but like, where am i becoming a conspiracy theorist and you know and what's actually real but i started thinking the other day i'm like are they trying to make people who aren't racists racist like are they trying to create mm. racists like it just making it like a self-fulfilling thing because you know like i was just saying a moment ago like with people of color for instance you know we we know that like this enormous disproportionate number of people who are of color usually tend to be liberals or vote you know democrat now if you're a liberal now it's become like part of the like just common mantra 
to, you know, talk about white privilege and blame white people for everything. So, I mean, I've kind of gotten to this point now where sometimes when I like meet a new person who's black or Hispanic or whatever, my first thought is, I wonder if this person hates me and I become defensive. Like I'm, and so like, there's there, like, I, I start looking for little signals. Like, are you cool? Or like, do we have a problem? And it's like, that in itself is weird. Like that's mm -hmm. weird that to go into a relationship like that and feel defensive, but it's like, that's what it does. And then it's it's like it almost makes you want to just like not engage sometimes because I'm like, I don't want to go through this experience of like trying to figure out if you hate me because I'm white. You no, know, that's that's a good point, because a, a lot of it is, say, historically, like a lot of the LGBT community feels oppressed. And I would say rightfully so when you go back in history, like it wasn't always OK. Black people feel oppressed because of history and you go back a certain era, they weren't being treated properly. So. Part of it is justified, but the media amplifies at times 40, 50. So then, like you said, now, like if I'm always looking for something in someone else, like if I'm a certain race or this or that, and I think everyone's against me, then I've seen it with my friends where they're like, dude, this car company doesn't like us because we're this. And I'm like, no, dude, car companies and phone companies, like they don't give a shit about anybody. Like that's just how it works. So they make, they, they amplify it and people in your head. And it's like, that's why the victim mentality is so harmful. Cause like the truth is the world is pretty much against everybody. Unless you have like banker families or you're really well connected in, in some sort of corporation, you probably are coming from the bottom of the pyramid somewhere, whether it's like mid-level or bot like total bottom, but that is life. The only way to get over it is to like really look for the good and find the good in others. If you're looking for the bad, like, like they've done to multiple communities and now you have the, you know, the blowback of all of that bad media. And instead of looking for things that we agree with, just always looking for differences. And the right does it a little bit too, but it is, I would say, perpetuated majority. Like you, you can't even stand on stage. They're like, look at my friend, Tracy Morgan, the minority. It's like, dude, he's a man. He's a actor. He's a mil like, I'm not like, hey, my friend, Brandon, the gig, like it's like it, it just seems so not authentic the way they do that. <laughs> but it, I don't think it's a conspiracy, though. I think you're on it. Once once you take the red pill into politics, a lot of things we were lied about. And I'll, I'll give you a theory that might be interesting to you, and then I'll let you rock it. Um, people think, and I'm starting to think there's some validity to it. So we we're talking about demographics and how they usually vote left. Well, white men vote right wing mostly and they're the biggest core group of white men so a lot of people think the media is socially engineering people to hate white men because they are the biggest voter block for the right wing and then if they can eliminate that voter block via abortions or just like you know societal pressure now they can control america completely with far leftism so a lot of people think it's like they say the white man is evil but you know the flip side could be that the white voter block is the one that's holding things together from being like a global takeover that's a you know i i agree with it i mean i i completely agree with that it's uh i mean it's i don't even see how there's like a counter theory to that i mean it just seems obvious <laughs> that's exactly what's going on i mean it's they do seem and by they i'm talking about the democratic party now just to be clear um i mean they were not the biggest like advocates for uh illegal immigrants like they are now but it's it's their new pet project and what i mean it's just like anything they don't even care how destructive it is or or you know how how much it lacks value as long as it will eventually get them to the point where they'll be 
massively winning elections and taking control, you know, and, and it's, it's bizarre because, um, you know, I think they're losing their grip on racial minorities. They're going to be losing their grip on gay people before long. And actually, let's take a second to talk about this because um, I actually intend to do a video about this hopefully today. Um, I have a super crazy busy week, but I, I want to find some time to do this today because it's it, it's important. And I, and I think particularly for me, the voice that I have in this movement, I think it's important. Um, so I don't know if you saw that Trump, the Trump administration is now beginning this uh, initiative, whatever, to try to decriminalize homosexuality around the globe. Did you see yeah. that? Yeah, absolutely. That should be the biggest story that all LGBT people are talking about right now. I mean, all these same people who've spent the last three years saying that uh, we live in Nazi Germany and we're going to gay death camps and all this <laughs> stuff, like we should be really 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 talking about this right but of course no one is so then i go on out magazine that's uh probably the most popular gay magazine out magazines yeah i saw that tell them tell them the headline is pretty funny oh you saw it okay yeah, yeah. so uh, let me tell everybody and i'm gonna make a video about this um one second out magazine so out magazine put out an article God, they put out, they tweet a lot. So sorry. Oh, here it is. <laughs> Says Trump's plan to decriminalize homosexuality is an old racist tactic. Yeah, I I read that. And because I, I was like, you know, what? I do think that he could be using this to go at Iran and do some stuff. So I was like, maybe there's some val validity to their critique. Um, but it's like, it's racist. What? And then I the first couple of paragraphs, they're like, well, there's still a lot of stuff here. It's like, dude, you can't be gay in other countries like at all. It's not safe. And they're like, but we're the most oppressed here. It's like, no, you're not. No, you're not. I just don't like it's to me that's got to be just like such clear evidence to people at this point that there is literally nothing he can do that won't be called racist or bigoted I, nothing i mean he is he's dedicated monuments to mlk and he's uh he's released black people from from life prison sentences he's done the first step act He's, I, I mean, I could go on and on and on. Of course, we know like the all time low unemployment for black people that they're making more money, that their taxes yeah. are lower. He cleaned the oceans too, which is like a big environmental thing. And that kind of slipped away. Like he's straight up. I, yeah, he's cleaned the ocean too. Like I didn't even think I'm like prison reform, LGBT world. Like he's straight up because they just use the LGBT. They were anti-gay marriage. I think Trump was like originator on that. They They passed it, used it. But like they don't actually follow through with anything. They use it and then drop it. Like, I mean, they drop the black community like quickly. We're like illegals. And you're like, what about Hispanic American citizens? They're like, oh, no, we never really cared about you. So <laughs> it's like the new thing is like, you know, and then Trump's like, actually, they're like, wait, no, no, no. We just said that. Like, we weren't actually going to do that. Like, they talked about so much stuff. And he's like, no, no, no I'm going to do, I'm going to end the wars. They're like, no, you're not supposed to actually end the wars. You're just supposed to pretend like you're going <laughs> to. Right. Just say it. Don't actually do it. Yeah. Uh, it's nuts. Yeah, they're nuts. And, but this, um, I, I want to, you know, one of the things I'm doing with Walkaway in the next month, uh, I got thrown a little bit. I, I got this incredibly wonderful honor. I'm going to be speaking at CPAC next week, which I'm super excited about. But it kind of threw my 
schedule back a little bit um, because it's, uh, you know, I, I'm going to be, I, I'm going to be there basically all of next week. So some of the things I was going to be doing at the beginning of March are now getting pushed back a little bit. Uh, but we, I'm going to do a, uh, an LGBT town hall, walkaway town hall in New York. And I'm also doing basically a town hall for, well, anybody really. But so we made this movie. I don't know if you ever had a chance to see it, but it's like a 35 minute documentary style short film that we call The Great Awakening, Breaking the Chains of the Democratic Party. And we made it using the walkaway testimonials of 20 black Americans and then created like a 35 minute documentary style film where it basically talks about the um, the common black experience in America, which is, uh, you know, th and this is through their own stories, you know, th that their own um, testimonials. But they're talking about how indoctrination works politically within, you know, the, the black community in America. They're talking about uh, Trump and Obama and immigration and uh uh, the abortion industry and uh, faith and religion. And so anyway, so it's this 35 minute documentary. We put it out. It's on YouTube now and people are just loving it. I mean, it's like, it, it's making people cry. It's making people think it's like waking people up. And so I uh, wanted to raise some money, which uh, we've done and, do, and rent out some movie theaters like at uh like Ma the magic johnson theater in harlem and uh or we might do it on 42nd street at regal cinemas here but anyway we'll have the whole theater we'll have a pa system and we can do literally a free screening for people who show up and what i want to do is really fill the theater with as many people of color as possible and then afterwards have a panel which will be, you know, like a racially diverse panel of conservatives and walkaway people and just have like a town hall, town hall style discussion and just say, what do you think about this movie that you just watched? What do you think about what the people were saying? And can we have an open uh, and honest conversation about vo our voting behaviors? And by our, I mean, all of us Americans, but also just, you know, minority communities. Why are we voting the way that we vote? And is it still in our best interest to do so? So there'll be the movie event. And then there will also be the LGBT town hall event, um, which I'm doing at the LGBT center here in New York city. So those are coming up like within the next uh, month, but I think it'll be a really amazing opportunity to directly address just confront this with you know people in this these communities i mean when i saw this that trump did this i thought this is an amazing thing this is a thing that should be celebrated but somehow they found a way to spin it into something awful and i want to talk i mean it seems like the perfect time now to start having these conversations yeah absolutely a lot of i think it was Alyssa milano the other day when she found out about the jesse smollett thing her like mind control programming was like malfunctioning and she was just like she was like could they possibly be using us our weaknesses for their advantage and i was like yes Alyssa, that's what they do every single day you know i'm like i'm glad that you've joined the conversation so when you Wait, connect you talking about who was the uh, they that she was referring to the, the jesse smollett hoax so once she figured out it was probably a hoax you know it's not completely confirmed yet but it's getting there where yeah. she was like mine she was like could someone possibly stage something to take advantage of our weaknesses and i was like yes girl yes like yeah literally so wow that's the kind of I was getting red pilled we're like we're all watching it in real time it's starting exactly and, and some people watch too much cnn or msnbc so the mind control programming is like too deep where it's like you just got to go go bathe in the ocean for a little bit we'll watch out for the plastic uh, and right. don't, don't throw the plastic rings in because they choke dolphins that's what they say but uh <laughs> 
anyway, you know, on that note, <laughs> I got lost with that minor joke. Oh yeah, with the uh, LGBT and gay community, if you connect in person and just let them know you're being used. Like a lot of conservatives come at it in the wrong way where they're like, blah, 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 blah. And they're just like, whoa, like if you're LGBT or you're like just black and you're not already conservative, you're like, even me, like I agree with them and people annoy me even though I agree with what they're saying. I'm like, yeah, yeah. that's relax, like drink some water. Democratic plantation, ah, you're a slave, you're a slave. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's <laughs> there, there's levels to how people do it but if, if you could connect with them and be like listen i know like this is this and that and like i think they're using your community to start wars and take tax money like do you like taxes no some people maybe they say yes but i don't know anybody that likes the government taking their money like you government's corrupt right yes do you want to give them your money no then did you realize that that's what the people they like scream racism sexism xenophobia and then they steal your money and then like there's there's ways to it, but I think everyone plays a part. And uh, there's definitely a huge gap in conservative libertarian leaning people who actually really connect with communities. And, uh, you know, it, it goes a long way. I agree. I agree. And I've had to, I've had to sort of rethink my approach and it's a constant like process, like on a daily basis, sometimes I rethink my approach because it's easy sometimes I think to look around and you see who the, the players in the conservative movement who get kind of propped up on a pedestal, right? And so, so to a certain degree, you start asking yourself, or at least I have asked myself, like, is this the game I have to play to get that kind of reception from people? And, you know, because I have a goal, right? My goal is to get people to leave the Democratic Party. My goal is to get people to be red pilled and wake up because it's scary but it's amazing i mean what happened to me is amazing like realizing having that light bulb go on and realizing that <clears throat> i was being lied to and going through that journey of walking away and but where i am now it's like an incredible thing and i could never go back and i i kind of wish that for everybody and so in order to be able to you know get the eyes and ears of people on me so that i can convey that message and then sometimes i wonder like do I need to behave in a way that's more like outrageous than I want to be behaving or maybe more inflammatory than I want to be behaving because other people are behaving that way and they're on the news every single night or they have, you know, 5 million followers on Twitter or whatever. But I'm like, I don't where the fruits of their labor, you know, really, I mean, it's like, yes, they have a lot of followers or they have, perhaps they get a lot of attention in the conservative movement, but it's like, where are the actual results? And I want results. Like I mm -hmm. actually want to see people walk away, you know, or I really yeah. want to open people's eyes and you're right. And I think the way that that happens is through a heartfelt connection. Yeah. No, you're, you're nailing things. And there's two possibilities. Um, one, the media, including a lot of right-wing media, and even I would say GOP leadership, it was so bad that Trump just came in and was like, give me that. And they're like, okay. Like, you know, it's like game over for all of them. They they work their whole lives and Trump just comes in. That's why they're so mad. But uh, either they're incompetent, which I would say thank you for allowing me to have a platform in a career that I never planned because like you guys didn't do it right. Or... <laughs> Or the possibility is, you know, with, when it comes to mainstream media, even maybe right wing media, maybe they don't want people to not be inflammatory. I don't know for sure, but I do know as much as I 
like Fox more than other stations and and the people they have on and even people like Tucker, I feel like are leagues above everyone else uh, on, on, on liberal media. They'll sell pills in the commercial. They'll even sell a Tom Steyer anti-Trump commercial. You know, it's like they'll sell a lot of stuff. And I, I get it. You got to make a sale or something. But maybe maybe they're not trying to uh, either their purpose, like messing up and they don't understand it's a good formula or, you know, divide and conquer where it's like there's levels to the pyramid. The more I learn, the more I realize, OK, I was a level down. I was a level down. And I don't even care that much. I'm not trying to get to the top or anything, but I'm like, oh, may, like conservatives clearly understand more than liberals do. But maybe it's like they don't want you to reach that next level of like not having people mad all the time and not having people so inflamed, like you said, because it's like I don't understand why they wouldn't take different strategies or, or, or try to use stuff. But I'm like either they're dropping the ball and they're following an old formula which is highly possible a lot of news sources do that and then they fail they don't get the internet or they don't actually want to you know get to that point i don't i'm not saying that's true but i i think about it in my head sometimes like hmm, maybe they don't want that well i think that we're okay so we're sort of living in this really weird time right now where we've got this president who is a total outlier and he's in there uh, kind of representing the voice of the people. But, you know, there's obviously everybody on the left has lost their minds completely over him. And then the people uh, like the establishment types on the right are also not embracing him and kind of engaging in these acts of internal sabotage and stuff. And then the media on the left, we know where they stand, but then the media on the right is kind of fractured too. Cause it's like, sometimes I see stuff in the mainstream conservative media and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what are you, why are you like, are you turning on him now or like what are you doing and i guess my point is that until this however this all gets sorted out and resolved i have no idea like i don't know what the end of this story is going to be i have no idea but i do think that there will come a time when even within the conservative moment my i'll put it this way my hope my hope is that at some point within the conservative movement voices like yours and i think voices like mine ended up being end up being the ones that rise to the top because i one thing i really love about you is that you're you're you have great in addition to having a lot of uh of great intelligence and passion you have a lot of common sense and i think you're also not afraid to call out conservatives and be critical of conservatives where they really need to be criticized sometimes. And some of these people, again, like the ones who have a bazillion followers and, you know, are on Fox every night and stuff, they never call out the conservative movement and, and, and really tell the truth about what's going on because that's the way it should be. Like none of us should be afraid to tell the truth about conservatives, even when it's not flattering, just because, oh, what, well, then maybe I won't have as many followers or maybe I won't like get asked to do this media appearance or whatever. But it's like, isn't the ultimate pursuit supposed to be the truth? And at the very least, like I feel an obligation, as I'm sure you feel an obligation to be the voice of a lot of people who don't have a voice. And I'm not doing justice by the people who put their faith in me and who give me the great privilege and honor of following me by just talking out the side of my mouth like a politician does so that I can be on TV more often or that I can get more clicks or more likes. Like, I don't want to do that, you know? No, I, absolutely. I admire you because you're like that. You know, I think you're, you're really honest and you really just tell your truth. And I think that's really cool. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. And I that's what bothers me maybe the most is like, I don't need, I'm okay 
financially now and just even life-wise life is very good but i feel like it's not only a loss for me but a loss for them because there is a huge gap there i would say tucker fills it the best out of anyone i've seen where he'll go against like the war agenda and that's almost unheard of on on conservative media when he'll disagree with everybody else but it is a lot of echo chamber as well like just because we might be right about a lot of things or i believe that we are you become wrong that's what the liberals did they thought they had a monopoly on science you know they thought they had a monopoly on love and compassion but then they lost all of that and it's like you're as a right winger it's like i like that we have self-accountability and honesty but if we lose that in out of whatever it is ego or meanness or bitterness then we're not going to have it anymore and that's that's the type of stuff i call out i don't know if they don't want to air that or maybe it's just like you know it could be like well, it's obviously politics, so politics on politics, where it's like, well, they did this, they did that, but I feel like I'm building on a strong foundation. So a lot of these people, you've always been, I'll say, because you know, at the beginning, when you launched the Walk Away Movement, I, I showed love and help, but you always showed love. You invited me to Dinesh's event. Uh, you invited me to the Walk Away event. You've always been more than nice about it and more than open more than some people ever have like in one day you've you've offered and helped more and i appreciate that because it's like i don't demand it but it doesn't make sense to me when other people will invite hundreds of people to do things and i'm like it's not that i need need it but it's like you could use me you know what i'm saying you could use a little bit like this where i do feel that and i don't know at the corporate level if it's on purpose or it's just but you know, at the end of the day, it's been like a year, year and a half, and the growth we've seen is great. So I, I, I always just make sure I focus on myself because if I lose, even like you said, if you lose the truth and authenticity and pursuit of the truth and you just kind of get too cocky about it, that's when uh, it'll be easier to slip away. And I, I don't want that to happen. You know what I think it is? I, I, I think you just literally made me have an epiphany while you were talking. Uh, one thing that I think is different about you and me and others, not just the two of us, but there are a lot of people uh, in the conservative movement who are kind of uh, similar type voices or have a similar uh, uh, stance, I think, as we do. But we're more sort of, I think, first of all, artistic, creative types. And we're also, I think, visionaries. Um, I think you have a vision for what you want your brand and your message and the way in which you communicate to be. I have the same thing for myself. And I think that for a lot of other people who maybe have risen to the top very quickly or, or, or whatever, they, I don't know that they necessarily have that vision. I think they just look around and they see what's working like, ah, I want to have the same success as that person has, or I want to do what that person's having. Like I'm trying to kind of blaze a new trail, do something like, you know, once like, there, there weren't, when I did what I did, there weren't like a, n a number of movements for people to walk away from the democratic party. Like that was a unique concept. Like I saw that this is something that people needed. They needed an outlet to be able to say like, Hey, I want to walk away. I'm afraid to do it. I don't want to do it by myself. So I'm like, I'm going to create a movement and a network and, and give that voice to people, you know, and stuff. And that was like, that was a, a vision that I had in a way that I wanted to communicate something I wanted to contribute to the world. And I think that you do that similarly with your music and the ways in which you communicate with people and your style of, of communicating. And I don't think like, I don't get the feeling that you're trying to be Ben Shapiro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, or like, no. I don't get the feeling that you're trying to be someone else. You're just trying to kind of do your own thing. And I think that in time, um, people will see, visionary people within the conservative movement as really 
the voices that people should be listening to more and not just those who are like trying to be the next Ann Coulter or trying to be the next Ben Shapiro or whatever, you know, because it's yeah. already done. Every, I always tell myself everyone plays a role because when I, I hyperanalyze it, like there's a lot of people that I, I agree with on some stuff, but certain stuff I'm just like, oh, no. But the more I, you know, really sit on it, I'm just like, well, they have to play a role, even like a Cortez or somebody where it's like, I don't agree with a lot of things, but I, I see why they're there and I see the role they're playing. As long as nobody, you know, blocks my light or, or, or tries to get in, in the way of that then I'm not too, too concerned about it because, you know, I've seen from BuzzFeed to Huffington Post, the biggest media sources in the world just crumble quickly. And uh, Washington Post, he's getting sued by this Sandman kid. It's like this kid might own the publication soon. It's like they might go from Jeff Bezos to to 16-year-old MAGA hat kid. Maybe not, but I'm like, it's like things, I always just hyper-focus on myself because it's like, man, things, I've seen things go up and down. People that I used to in the hip-hop community want them to answer my message really bad you know just like and then now it's like they're asking me for favors because they can't do anything and whole corporations and labels that were like we don't want to work with you anomaly because you're talking about politics and like you should talk about drugs and women and kill people and stuff and i was like i'll sit this one out and now it's like i don't even know where they're at i don't even know if they exist as a label so time will time will tell off for sure but um yeah it's like with the with the corporate stuff and the top stuff um I'm ready even on certain levels. Like I'm ready to speak. I'm ready to talk. I'm ready to do. But if not, you always got to just plan your own thing. And then, uh, you know, at, at right. least at least I have a platform now where I, no one can really block my light. And same with you. Whereas maybe five, 10 years ago, uh, record labels, like I didn't have an outlet. And then like YouTube came around. So we're blessed in a way of probably 10 years ago, if they didn't want us to be there, no one would even know about us at all. But nowadays, because of Facebook and stuff, you know, we're able to uh, surpass that. And at a certain time, tables always turn. So I'm just hoping they don't turn on your boy. You know, I got to stay, got to stay <laughs> blessed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, and you're right that um, my my original walkaway video, I mean, I never, I never would have had a forum to communicate that message or those feelings without YouTube and without the internet and, you know, social media, uh, you know, when they're not like suppressing people like us, but, um, yeah, if we had to rely on in the past on mass media making the decision for us about what we're allowed to say or what we're allowed to hear, you know, who's allowed to rise up, uh, it sure as hell would not have been me. And I doubt if it would have been you either, because they would have just been like, no, this is not a marketable message that we want to put out. But I mean, look how marketable it is when the people get to decide for themselves, you know, what they want to hear. And you know, people want to hear what you have to say and they want to hear what I have to say because there's, there's a lot of people who feel the way that we do and they're underrepresented. That, you know, they're, just un they're underrepresented. And it's, it's good what you did, like multiple things. One, when the walk away came out, it let a lot of other people tell their story using the hashtag. And then also you've been more than kind to a lot of people to you know, boost their platform a lot. Like when I saw your video and Candace's video, it was like, I knew it was special. So I, to me, I always couldn't stand the people that never shared the light with me. And like, even when it was good enough. So I was like, you know what? I don't want to be another person like that. Cause there's so many people that do that, hold on to it themselves, don't share it. And then, uh, you know, don't recognize greatness when it's like, if it's right, it's right. So when I saw you and Candace, I was like, that's a really great message. And 
you know, I'm lucky enough between that and World Cloud to have something that could build a lot of people up. And that's my most favorite part where it's like, okay, if they're not going to do it, I'm going to do it. And you've taken that original video that spread on Twitter, spread on YouTube, spread on Facebook, and then you've opened it to everybody else. And I thought that was cool. I don't know, was that intentional or not? The way everyone started using the hashtag and uploading their own story? Because next thing you know, there's thousands of, of walkaways and like very diverse without forcing it. You know, it's like people are like, what? These people walked away and it's like just great people. I'm in the music industry, black woman, just like nose ring, like where it's just like normal people that you're friends with that are like, oh yeah, that's me. That was totally, I mean, sorry, like I, not to toot my own horn, but you did just that. Like, yes, yeah, that, no, was, that was totally intentional. Yeah. Then I mean, that's what, genius then. Cause I was like, either that was like the, the a blessing which you made happen either way, but in that planning, that's that's next level planning and it's really great. Thank you. No. So what happened was on May 26th of 2018, I put out that video. I made the video earlier in the month of May, and then I made the intentional decision to release it the day before uh, Memorial Day, which Memorial Day was on May 27th. So I put it out the Sunday before Memorial Day, and I, I told everybody, it's kind of funny, like in retrospect, like I must have just had this sixth sense that it was going to work or this instinct that it was going to work because like honestly i had at that time like 40 twitter followers honestly god i had like 40 twitter followers um i had i created this facebook page which at the time i called the unsilent minority but now i just changed it to brandon struck but the unsilent minority had i think less than 100 followers and I, so I, I made my video, I put it out on May 26th and I told everybody, hey, I'm starting this thing that I'm calling the walkaway campaign. I created a Facebook group for it. I was like, please join this Facebook group. It's called walkaway campaign. And I was like, and I want all you guys to make your own testimonial videos. Like whether you're walking away from the Democratic Party or liberalism or whether you're on the right and you just need to make a testimonial about taking back the narrative of what it means to be a conservative because that's been hijacked by the liberal media. You know, everyone's calling you guys racists and bigots and homophobes, but I've spent the last year getting to know conservatives really well. And I've found that that's not true. And I think that if other, you know, uh, gay people and black people and brown people knew that you guys were not the people that the media says that you were, they might feel more inclined to also consider walking away because a lot of them are ready to walk away too. So yeah, so I was telling people make your videos and then put them here and use the hashtag walk away and like, uh, you know, do it on YouTube and do it on Twitter and stuff. But the home base was that Facebook group, like initially. And that's why I kind of lost my mind when the hashtag took off so much because, w you know, we were starting kind of small and for the first like month or so, it was like building, 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 but you know, we, you know, the, the testimonials were trickling in and we were starting to gain momentum, but then somehow the hashtag itself just went crazy on Twitter and yeah. people like, Donald Jr., Don Trump Jr., and um, James Woods, and you know all of these like really high-profile people were like hashtag walk away, hashtag walk away, and I'm yeah. like, no, you don't even know. It's like a testimonial campaign. I'm like people are making videos and stuff, and so I was really worried about trying to get control of it. And finally, the you know Fox News came and gave me a, a break, and then I was able to let people know like ah no, go to Facebook. Like people are making videos. This is like a movement. This is like a whole thing. You know? Yeah. No, the planning was great for, I always joke around cause I get a lot of emails and um, some of them, most of them are just like really nice people saying nice things. And I appreciate those. But as far as business inquiries, I would say maybe like two people did 
out of so many where it's like an email that's well spoken well written just like it, it was all there whereas with tweets and stuff i think you're the original walk away it was it was at at me uh james woods a few people where people tag me and stuff a lot but not that much and you were pushing it and i just finally watched it and i was like all right this is good you know but it's like a lot of people don't have one of the four things where you just kind of crushed every element of it from pushing <laughs> it out to having the good video then to planning it and then it just built 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 and then people just like like the hashtag was a hit for people to use because it's like walk away so i know i think james woods probably helped it when he, he started using it, everyone I mean, it was it was well planned. That's why I was I was always curious just in my own. I was like, either way, it was flawlessly planned. But I was like, did he plan for the video testimonies to come out? If so, next level. If not, just still cool. <laughs> no, thank you. I Yeah, I definitely did. And that um, th that post that I put out on May 26th, I, it's a, like a long Facebook post where I explained, first of all, why I was walking away and then I explained what I had hoped would happen with the campaign. And I even said in that post too, I was like, I really hope that like LGBT people and people of color will step up and like, because we're the ones probably more than anybody that need to make these testimonials because you know, people like me, like I'm a gay person. Like it, it was a nightmare for me. Like it was a nightmare for me when I realized I could no longer be a Democrat because I was like, I literally, this is not a joke. I literally went through this phase where I was like, should I just pretend like I'm a Democrat, even though I know I'm not like just so that my life will be easier? Because I was like, how am I as a gay man in New York City <laughs> going to be a conservative and be around like other gay like no gay people are going to like me or, you know, and so I was like, maybe I'll just pretend like maybe I'll just like when they're bashing Trump, I'll be like, I know, doesn't he suck? And then like <laughs> vote for him. Um, but I just thought, you know, there's got to be other people who are feeling the way I'm feeling. And that's that goes for black people and brown people and white people and straight people. Like if we all kind of come together and speak up and support each other and almost make this sort of unspoken pact, like we're in this together. We're, we're a family like we're going to we're going to we're going to have each other's backs. We're going to use this hashtag walk away and we're going to support each other. And if we do that, then we can change the world you know what i mean like we can change like the uh the stigma about being a trump supporter and definitely about being a minority who's a trump supporter and i think absolutely. we're doing that absolutely and thank you for having the courage to do that because there are a lot of people that can't because of their job or just don't want to do it but that breakthrough has helped a lot of people break through some people have been asking in the comments besides pretty much everything under the sun that doesn't even have to do with us i'm reading the comments now i'm like man they've pretty much mentioned everything ever um but uh the aoc thing so i i put it in the title and i believe you tweeted you know i might have to run against her because it is my district and um we've spoken about it a little bit but how serious are you about that because if anybody i think you could you could really you know knock her down a peg and p potentially win over the district if you choose the life of a of an AOC or a, a <laughs> congressman. <laughs> if I choose the life of an AOC, I don't want to choose that life. But um, no. All right. So here's the deal. Um, in a nutshell, I'm I'm considering it very, very strongly. Uh, that being said, you know, walk away is almost eight months old now. Like I said, I put it out on May 26th. And despite all the th that we've accomplished, you know, having thousands and thousands of testimonials we now have 
about 400,000 people who have joined on all social media platforms. We did a march on Washington. We've done speaking engagements across the country. We had this event with Dinesh D'Souza. We, you know, we have all this stuff coming up. I've still never gotten a call from anybody in the GOP being like, hey, this is great what you're doing. Anything we can do to help or like, Maybe, you know, you've got all these people walking away from the Democratic Party and like literally all the all the GOP needs is a net. You know, they just like need a net. Absolutely, yeah. And but they haven't even contacted me. Nothing, nothing. And so if it's a situation where that's going to be the response of the GOP, there's no way, no way. I mean, if if it's going to be like another walk away where I say, Hey, I think it's my civic duty to run against this woman because I think she's dangerous. And I think she has no business being in office. And I truly believe, and there's no ego here, but I mean, it's just like a logical fact. I think I'm probably the only person that could beat her in New York. Just given that I have this movement behind me, I have social media behind me. Mm -hmm. I have, I think, um, I think I have an interesting presence that resonates with people regardless of skin color, regardless of uh, minority status or sexual orientation. And I think that I could really truly beat her. And I'm a New Yorker, you know, so I, I could literally run against her, you know, from the, the you know, the, the zoning, you know, the re requirement. But okay. um, I'm not going to do it if they're going to leave me out to dangle by myself you know, the way that they've been completely uncommunicative about walk away or wanting to support me doing this. I mean, if people from the GOP got in touch with me and said, hey, this is important. We want what do you need? How, how can we back you up? How can we yeah. support you? I'm I'm I'll 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 go all in. But um, no, I'm not going to do it by myself. And that's honestly, I have no reason to believe that they would support me. So I feel your frustration because it's like the GOP literally Trump snatched it up like besides Rand Paul. I don't really, I'm not, there's Devin Nunes. There's a few people, Matt Getz. There's some, uh, Jim Jordan, you know, they, they got a little spunk to him, but like Trump swallowed the party alive because there was nothing really going on. Like Mitt Romney, McCain, like they weren't doing it. And now in hindsight, they weren't really even conservative or a patriot, you know, in my perspective, but, um, there's not that much going on. So it is, it is a little frustrating even for me. Cause like, you know, even speaking events and, and shows, I don't need to be on. I'm okay. But it's like, I mean, you guys need some help a little bit. You know, you're not reaching out. No, no offense to Tommy and Ann. They, you know, they serve their their part and they're definitely trailblazers. So I'm not knocking them down. But it's like my friends in the rap community see Tommy Lauren and they they can't stand her because her, her message is not, you know, portrayed in a way. And I'm, I like Tommy. I've seen her speak and she really impressed me with Chelsea Handler way better than I thought she did. So I think she is good, but it's like, you could use the help. And with you, like, you know, I get why you feel that way. I, I'm the type too. I'm not, you know, I'm not cocky, but if I'm going to go in, I'm not trying to lose anything I do. So it's like, I'm going to win. And you are already one of the most interesting people in the GOP. Like Dan Crenshaw has some, like, he's got the eye patch. He's common sense. Although I don't agree with him. Like he's already like the coolest person in the GOP just because he has an eye patch and it's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah. It's like, they need help. That's why it's so frustrating. It's like, if it was just about me, I'm fine. I'll go for a jog. You know, I'll come back in. I'll, I'll make a video. But like, what are you thinking? Like, why? Like, between the walk away and even some of my videos, Candace's and, and both of which I really helped. It's like we kind of revolutionized the whole GOP one way or another, whether you take one of our three. You know, it's it's three of the biggest things that have probably ever happened online for, for your party. That's fine. But it's like, 
what else do you need? Like we're already more popular than every Republican politician by mistake. It's like, why would they not support you? So if you run, I'll get, I'll walk away again and I'll yell at them with all my platforms until I'm like, dude, this guy's like your best, like you're already going to be top three, like coolest Republicans of, of the modern era. And it's, it's just like, uh, yeah, they, they definitely annoy me. It's like without Trump, that's why I love him so much. I'm like, dude, without him, he's the coolest cat in the whole bunch. Like you guys are slipping. Yeah. The thing is with him though, he, um, he didn't need anybody, you know, financially or, you know, he, he was able to be completely, uh, self-sufficient and you know even i'm sure you know he can even pay for his own advisors he can even pay for his own research team he can even pay you know i can't do all that stuff you know yeah and at this point aoc has that you know and can, listen conservatives can make fun of her as much as they want and say oh she's so stupid she's an idiot she's you know whatever and, and you know and they're obviously you know i'd be lying if i didn't say that there are times she says stuff <laughs> and i'm like wow did you really just say that but, you know, I don't know everything either, you know, like I would need like I never in my life dreamed I was going to be a politician or, or that I would run for office. I would need um, advisors. I would need I, I, I can't do that by myself and um, I can't afford that. So, I mean, it's like if if I was given, you know, I think the the proper um, support and, you know, the, the 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 right team kind of, you know, steering me. But I mean, consider this, too. I mean. She doesn't just have the full support of the liberal media, which she does. I mean, they they prop her up. They never call her out when she says or does something stupid and they give her a platform whenever she wants. But then it, on the uh, on the flip side, although she's constantly um, she's constantly ridiculed on Fox News, she's still on Fox News every mm -hmm. single day, every day. So whether it doesn't matter where you fall on the political spectrum, she's on your tv screen every single day or your phone every single day and i don't know i mean like if i ran for office would fox news have me on to talk like or yeah you know, which is not i'm not saying that they never have me on but it's like no if i know what you're saying any press is good press and and like to, to not i always people get mad but like not to pick on him because he obviously doesn't need my help anyway but but ben shapiro it's like he seems like a pr team for aoc because they always talk about her and it's like really really and it's like i get it it's funny and so does Fox News, but any press is good press. That's why Trump won. Certain people, I don't think they really care. Like, you know, like Shapiro, obviously he is pushing a conservative agenda in some sorts, but he's not a, he's not really that into Trump anyway. So it's like, you know, he's got his own operation going. He, but like Fox News, like, do you want to help Trump or do you want to make her more famous? And all conservatives on the ground level, I always say, you got to make a compelling argument, not just like a mean meme or like, because honestly, sometimes she actually makes sense. And like, she's resonating with kids. She's good at Instagram. She's good at social media. Sometimes I right. like, J I love James Woods, but he, he posted a, t a tweet from her where she was like in DC, basically it was her sitting down and she was like in DC, you know, I feel like every time I go out, I might be spied on. And it's not like New York city, like every coffee shop and everyone's making fun of her. And I was like, honestly, that's kind of relatable. Cause like if me and you were a politician, went to DC, I'd probably think the same thing. I'd be like, who can yeah. I trust? So it's like, you're, you're promoting her and you're actually making her look likable. So I'm, I try to get through to people. I mean, we can mention certain things here or there. I could talk about it. You could build off of what AOC has made and, and, put yourself in that discussion by running against her. Like maybe that's a press strategy, but a lot of people have a blind strategy 
of free promotion. And that's what got Donald Trump po powerful. And it's it's AOC's already the most popular, powerful leftist. And all the kids my age know about her. All my friends that are like half right, half left in the middle, they all like her, you know, just because they're not that savvy with, um, you know, I guess pol uh, policies and stuff. So it, it, it's totally true. And I'll do what I can. I mean, I've always, I've always shown love. I'm only one man though. And I can, I'll, I'll scream till the cows come home. It's like, guys, don't make the same mistake that literally helped get Trump elected. Cause right. if she or Bernie is president, I'm going to cry like, right. like a liberal. I'm going to cry like a sour patch liberal, liberal tart or whatever they call them. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. There. Thank you. I needed that. <laughs> but the, um, <laughs> I think that people, you know, in the conservative movement also need to have a little more self-awareness, you know, and like that even goes for Fox News. Like, let's say with her, for instance, I understand. Look, at the end of the day, the bot, you know, this is, Fox News is a corporation, just like any other news outlet is a corporation. They have to make money and they need ratings. And I totally get it. I totally, totally get it. And I think that talking about her it brings in ratings like I, I i totally totally get it but you also have to know like pe young people are conditioned to believe that fox news is evil mm -hmm. that that um they always lie that they're all bigots that they're all just like white people who hate anybody who's not white you know this is like what mm -hmm. young people think. so it's like when you're constantly making fun of her you're sort of reinforcing this idea to young people because they love her uh -huh. they, it doesn't matter how dumb you think she is. It doesn't matter how unprepared you think she is or yeah. how wrong you think she is for the job. Young people love her. And so what you need to do is find a way to effectively communicate with young people. That's how you combat. You don't combat her by making fun of her. You combat Absolutely. her by beating her at her own game, which means you've got to figure out how, a way to establish connection with young people. Absolutely. And, and you, one, you, go ahead. No, and I just I think that a way to do that is to talk more to people like you or to talk to people like me or to, you know, and stop having the same people on every day who are just screaming the same inflammatory inflammatory uh, talking points and like actually maybe prop up people who are actually having success at communicating with these demographics that no one else in the conservative movement is having success at doing. Mm, I'm gonna just resonate on that real quick. Cause that's like music to my ears, Brandon. I mean, I obviously I knew you were crushing it and we literally met, I knew you're a good guy, but you really get it on every level. Like, and we've never had a lot this long of a discussion really where it's like, you get it. That's exactly what they have to do. Cause they're not, they have a crowd, but if you look at statistics, young people are more left-leaning. Young people do not like Fox statistically. It's a lot of elderly, which is fine. I'm not like the left, burn them down. God bless our elderly. I'm sorry that the left's so crazy, but that's the end game. It's like, how do we get new followers? How do we deprogram the AOC followers to understand? You don't do it by being like, she's so dumb. Blah, 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 blah. And then it's like, duh, like, then you get conservatives all mad. And then they're like, yeah, ever, ever. And then like, but you're not actually doing anything. And I say these things, people get mad at me. They're like, but one more meme, one more meme anomaly. I'm like, you can post as many AOC memes, but just try to make sure they're funny. I know funny's perspective. So maybe I didn't get it, but someone else got it. But like at a certain point, it just reminds, I call it Ilhan Omar or AOC derangement syndrome where just because you don't like somebody doesn't mean everything. Like that's why when James Woods tweeted that, 
you would probably watch it like because we're in the same sort of world where it's like it was extremely relatable it was it wasn't like dumb i was like that's honestly even now how i feel I, i'm not paranoid but like I, my reality is every time i walk outside almost every time now someone stops me like you know like it's getting crazy which is amazing and it's all for the love but i don't i think like that i'm like does that why you know like i'm just keeping my eyes peeled so you, yeah you, you get it man and that was like music to my ears finally somebody on the right who's saying what needs to be said no i agree and, and you're right i do feel that way i uh sometimes in my everyday life now i'll you know, I'll, I'll approach somebody to, you know, say, how much does this cost? Or uh, do you know which way Leroy Street is? And they'll be really rude to me. And I'm like, are you being rude to me because you know who I am? Or are you being rude to me because you're a New Yorker and you're rude? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, you are in New York. I mean, you get right. the hotness. Like, get the out of here. Get out of here. Go get the other pizza. Right. I can do that because I'm from the East Coast and I'm part Italian. Or else it might be racist if we were on the right oh, or the left. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I was gonna say something about I, there was a oh oh um another issue. If we can just like uh, toss in, I know where we are on time, but I just want to try to uh, throw. This I'm chilling, yeah. So I I don't have a life. I'm a loser. I just make YouTube videos <laughs> and occasionally eat food. <laughs> well, you've got a big audience, and I feel <laughs> like um your audience will will resonate with what I'm about to say, and I'm trying to kind of spread this this idea around as much as possible because i i want more conservatives to grab onto this and that is just like we're talking about alexandria ocasio-cortez um i really want conservatives to rethink the ways in which they approach uh and talk about transgender issues and now let me be really clear on this I'm not saying that they need to rethink their stance on transgender issues. Mm -hmm. I'm saying they need to rethink the way they communicate and talk about it. And the reason why I say this is, and again, it's just like AOC, young people hate it when people talk trash about transgender people. Mm -hmm. Again, you don't have to change your mind about however you feel politically about transgender people. And I've got my own opinion. Like for me, I personally believe that some people are born in the wrong body and that that can be corrected and that i believe that uh a, a woman is sometimes born in a man's body and can have a surgery and become a woman and, and vice versa mm -hmm. and i don't i personally don't have any problem with calling somebody that was born male she if they transition and vice versa i do have a problem when people start saying that they're multiple genders or no genders and that they need to be called by special words and pronouns and that you're a bigot if you don't refer to them as they or them or z or zer or zem or whatever <laughs> i think that's nonsense and i refuse to participate and i won't do it however like when i saw this video recently of this person who was clearly born male i mean it was very obvious that this was a biological man but he was trying to present as female okay and going into a, we all saw the video going into some sort of retail store and the person and and this transgender person let's be clear this transgender person was acting like an asshole i mean they were totally acting like an asshole screaming at the salesperson and being a jerk but the salesperson kept saying sir sir and the transgender person was like i am a female i am a transgender female like don't call me sir and the person kept doing it and then i saw all these conservatives whom I respect 
passing this video around and being like, this is hilarious. This is hilarious. This man, you know, is, you know, capitalizing the word man and saying, uh, you know, this guy capitalizing the word guy wants to, you know, whatever. And I'm like, this isn't winning us young voters. Like this mm. is not, this is not changing people's mind, you know? And it's like, we really have to have a reckoning within the conservative movement and ask ourselves, what do we want? Do we want to win elections and do we want to change people's minds or do we want to make fun of transgender people and call, you know, capitalize the word man and sir when we're referring to them? You know, and it's like, also, are we 13 years old? Like, you know what I mean? But it's just like, absolutely, yeah. we need to pick our battles here and decide again, if, if, if it goes against your personal moral philosophy to believe that some people are transgender, then I have to accept that. I don't agree with that, but I have to accept that. And that's cool. I'm not trying to like make you change what you think is right or wrong. I'm saying maybe don't act like a 13 year old and, you know, make it a point to like, you know, repost, repost, repost trolling videos against transgender people because it's making young people hate us. Man, you nailed it. More music to my ears because my stance is very similar to yours. First off, she dropped a rap. It's ma'am dropped a rap and uh, it's actually fire. Like I'm, I actually might rap battle it's ma'am. They reached out to me, they're friends and that she wants to rap battle me or he if you guys are still mean. But uh, so I might legitimately rap battle it's ma'am and that would be hilarious. Um, but I agree with the, the sense of, uh, I don't agree with like 20 genders, it's getting ridiculous. And even yep. like with the um, like the third option on a, on a driver's license, I'm a little confused by that. But I do believe like people say, no, there's no possible way. There's babies born with deficiencies. There's babies born with three, there's Siamese twins. There's very rare things that happen that aren't supposed to happen. So I see no reason why I don't think that there could be men born in a woman's body, woman's born in a man. I do think it's very rare, but I think it can happen. And at that point, it's like, are you a bully or are you a kind person? So I want right. to help. I, ha I have friends that are trans, you know, that I've met before and I've gone on hikes with and they're very chill. And, you know, some are smart and intelligent and I'm sure some are extremely annoying, just like anyone else. So it's like I'm I'm just a nice person. And that's why I ran away or walked away from the left where it's just like it became not loving and compassionate and that's what i liked about it like literal love not just like we love to hate and you're like all right you guys lost it uh so that these are separate issues though where i do believe there is a lot of lgbt propaganda that they're overdoing it to children and trying to confuse them so it's like i think a lot of conservatives don't know how to separate the issues they're like no no no, i don't want i don't want the speech laws i don't like want that me neither no speech laws, no 5,000 genders. Uh, we probably should have just stopped at T. Like the Q and the I and the O, they lost me with all those letters. Like, honestly, 100%. we could have just stopped at the, the LGBT. That's enough. I, I'm not, I refuse to accept any of those new letters. That covers it all. If you're not gay or bi or lesbian or trans, you could probably fall under one of those categories if you keep it real with yourself. So it's like, I, I don't like the speech laws. I don't. But I didn't like the memes either. I thought it was kind of mean. Like certain ones were a little bit funny. Like very well, the Aquaman one was pretty funny. But overall, it is like it is cyberbullying in a way where it's like it's just mean. And what you touched on, the most important issue is like, yes, stand up against propaganda. Don't let them destroy science and everything. But be a little kind. Think that maybe there are, you know, there are things where people are born in the different body, I, I find that it could be highly possible. And I always say, I don't know you and I don't know other people. So I just keep it real with yourself. And you know, it's like, if you're lying to yourself, don't lie to yourself. And if that's the truth, then that's the truth. Who am I to tell you who you are? I think it's very possible. 
Um, but the most important thing that I think conservatives don't get on this is it's not a winning strategy, which you know, right. if you don't agree with any of the stuff we said, please just agree that it's it's a really bad, bad strategy. And it's not just because of the trans or the gay community. There's maybe 40, 50 percent of the population higher if we talk about young kids who don't want to see people bullying trans and, and gays. And I don't really want to see it either. And so it's like you're, you're turning off so many people when they turn on Fox News or they turn on a conservative and that's what they see. You might damage them forever where if we really want to win, we have to uh, reach out and effectively fight the propaganda where they are. I do believe trying to like pervert kids where it's like no kid should really learn about sexuality that early where they're like you're trans and it's like the kid's three years old it's like all right slow slow your road a little bit you know crazy san francisco mom like yeah you're going too far but yeah. the, the right does go too far so i'm glad you brought that up because i agree almost 100 percent with what you said and uh it seems to be very uncommon on the right but i you know the truth isn't always uh popular well, and I think that's why I made it such a point to stress that, that you don't have to change your values. I mean, I think I personally think it would behoove a lot of people to rethink those values because I don't think that they really are in alignment with reality and I don't think they're they're helpful. But at the end of the day, it's up to everybody to decide for themselves what their values are, and what their morality is and, you know, what what works for them. And I, I respect that and I appreciate that. But it's just like you said, I mean, at the end of the day, we're talking about strategy. And it's not a winning strategy to keep engaging these behaviors that at this point totally turn off young people. And, you know, and that's that's the I mean, if we could young people hate voting Republican. I mean, they hate you know if they even vote, you know, but it's like um, that's a demographic we have to we have to win over. We have to rebrand ourselves and that this is not a good part of rebranding, you know. Absolutely. I'm reading the comments, too, because some people were saying, um, you know, there's all sorts of things. Some people agree. Some people disagree. And that's fine. That's that's what it's about. But I saw some people saying, you know, it's called in integrity. Someone said and they said, I don't want to change my beliefs. Well, he here's my thought. If you truly believe that there is no such thing as trans or or that there is no such thing as gay or whatever your belief is, then if you really want to help, it would be through discussion and common sense and a, a valid argument that would make somebody see what you're saying. So even if you don't agree with it, I think there's a better strategy to try to win people over. Like I said, with Daryl Davis and the KKK, he was a black man who got a hundred KKK members to quit, like by being super cool and super reasonable. So if you want to get through to a gay or a trans, like, and I'm sure they would appreciate it, uh, just be reasonable and, and explain it and make your argument. Don't make it full of emotion. And other people said, who's doing the bullying? I we're This is like a rare conversation. So it's like we're not covering all angles of it. Of course, me and Brandon understand that the left is being probably the craziest bullies, but that doesn't, you can't fight fire with fire. It's like, well, AOC is terrible. So I'm going to talk about this. It's like, just because she's wrong about all these things doesn't mean you can lie and make up something that's not true. Just point to the thing that's wrong. Like, I don't understand that strategy where I'm not saying you have to, you have to agree, but think about how you present it. Because if I truly, maybe some people just like to be mean or, you know, or some people are so maybe angry and hurt themselves because the, you know, liberal media has gone full psycho that they're mad. That's why I always try to preach a, a message of like, don't be too mad. Don't be too angry. Because once you let that emotion in, you become like a liberal and you start racist, sexist. Uh, and then it's like, it's not a good look for anyone. So uh, just consider it. And um, someone said, please stop babying people. 
I'm not saying to baby people. I'm just saying to be effective. I think there's um there's strategies to it. I'm reading some of the comments. I, I understand. I've been saying a lot of unpopular things the last couple of weeks, and there's certain topics I, t- I touch on myself that are like 95% unpopular, but uh, I'm not going to. But wait, a I just want to say like, I'm, I'm, you know, and I'm not trying to like start anything with somebody who's watching this, but it's like, it's been my experience since I've kind of had a prominent voice in this movement that the people who are saying, the people who come out really hardcore, like, oh, don't baby people don't, you know, I, no, you know, they end up being the most delicate people in the world when it comes to their own opinions being challenged. I mean, that's what I find is like, uh, it's easy to say don't baby people when you're a room full of people who agree with you. But it's like, you know, at some point in life, we're all going to be amongst people who have different opinions than we do. And it's like, I, I hope that, you know, that rule applies to you too, when everybody, you know, you're in a situation where you're the minority opinion. You know, and I don't know. I mean, for me, it's the whole transgender thing. It's weird because I'm not a religious guy. I was raised Catholic my whole life. And, you know, I never questioned Catholicism because it was sort of uh, I mean, I, I don't mean this in a bad way, but like kind of indoctrination. You know, when you're when you're when people start telling you about God and, and Christianity from the moment you're alive, you, these aren't your own original thoughts. I mean, this is, that's what my parents taught me. Like I used to go to bed every night. My mom would read us Bible stories when we went to bed. And then I would go literally to Catholic school from kindergarten through 12th grade. And so it, and it was a tiny little town in Nebraska that I lived in where almost everyone was Catholic. So it's like, I didn't even think that there was any alternative to like, that was just, that was God. Like God was God, the God I learned, whatever. But then as I got older, I started to kind of change my mind on it. And I've kind of been back and forth between like, how do I feel about God? I know I'm not religious, whatever. Anyway, the the reason why I'm saying all this is I'm not the most religious guy and I'm not even the most faithful guy. But it's it's interesting with the transgender thing. I've always just intrinsically felt like there was uh, a spiritual explanation for me. Like I always just felt like the soul or the part of us that goes on beyond whatever happens in this world, I think has a gender. I think that women spiritually stay women and men spiritually stay men. And so I think there, the soul, I think the essence of the soul has a gender. And I just think that for some people, like when I see a transgender woman, for instance, I don't, Yes, there's the part of me physically that sees a biological man that has transitioned, obviously. But what I try to t- remind myself is that spiritually, that's a woman. That's a woman who was just born in a man's body. And so I want to treat that woman as I would treat any other woman. Just this woman happened to be born in a man's body, you know? And like, there are people in this world who are intersexed, which means they're bo- born with both sex organs. And in a lot of those situations, they have to wait until the person is old enough to be able to determine what their actual gender is. So that's spiritual. I think, I mean, I think that's spiritually, there's a gender there. And then once the person's gender is determined, they can have a surgery to get rid of what they don't need or whatever. I mean, that's a scientific thing that really happens. People that are they have two. they have two like private parts or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that yeah. If people look at, they used to call it a hermaphrodite, but now they call it intersex. And yeah. it's a, no, people, those are real scientific things. It's like an anomalies to toot my own horn. No, but a scientific anomaly. It's like these things do happen, like Siamese twins. If you ask someone, yeah. could a kid have two heads? You'd be like, no, that's not right. But it's like not everyone's right. And some of you know some of the greatest people 
are not right. And that's that's my favorite part about a lot of great. They're like, why do they do this and that? I'm like, because they're crazy. But that's why they're crazy good. You know, it's like if they weren't crazy great, they wouldn't. They're like, I want Trump to do that, but not do all this other stuff. I'm like, you can't have the can't have the ham without the cheese or what? that's a horrible analogy. But you know <laughs> what I'm saying? And overall, I do find like, uh, you know, there is a lot of I, I keep it real with myself and I'm responsible for myself and I'm comfortable and I'm confident in, in my feelings and thoughts and stuff. And I feel like even people get in politics on the left and the right. One of the big flaws is that people think I'm a liberal and I'm, I'm so great because of my thoughts. And there's people who are conservative who are like, I like Trump, so I'm so much better than liberals because I'm smarter. And, and part of it might be true on both sides. But overall, if you kind of think you're good because you're always putting others down and judging others. I find that a lot of those people are some of the weakest people and they don't want to, you know, self-reflect. So they are constantly judging and hating on others. But the most strongest and most confident and most happy and successful people I find, they're not very judgmental because we're not, we're not God. You know, I'm not God. So I don't, I don't judge others. It's that's his, that's his goal. And my goal is to help and, you know, heal. And if somebody has any problem, whether it be physical, psychological or something, to try to help that problem if that's how I feel about that certain situation. So sometimes the most judgmental people are spending too much time on others. And that's the vibe I get, you know, with certain people. And I, I think some people misconstrued or they don't care, but it's like, you know, I've, I've done a lot and uh, I'm, I'm confident in my stances and it is what it is, but I, I have a lot of them. And, you know, a lot of times people um, don't agree, but it doesn't, you know, it is what it is. Some of these comments are hysterical. Like I am are you like, them? yeah, people are uh, all over the map with their opinions on what we're talking about, but it's pretty funny. Like yeah. I like it when people make fun of me, by the way, just like, can we go on record as saying like, I love being the butt of the joke. Like that's my favorite thing. So well, yeah, my, my audience, especially on, on, on YouTube, I mean, there's certain things I talk about. I've been talking about Louis Farrakhan a lot, and uh, I actually enjoy his, uh, his, his sermons. So that's like 98% unpopular on the right. So almost everybody that watches me disagrees with like maybe like 10 people who agree with me. But it's kind of the similar thing where, uh, you know, I, I'm confident in my beliefs. So if somebody's differs, but I, I just don't... Um, I don't think it's a good strategy or it makes any sense to like bully or hate on others. I, I think the LGBT community and the liberals are being psycho. I totally agree. But it's like, am I going to let that affect my life? Am I going to become a bully and nasty and negative and hateful because of them? No, that's that's what weak people do. You know, that's a weak tactic and people can lie to themselves. But I tell the truth to myself. So I sleep well every day, you know, where other people they could say what they want and yell at me and call it racist, sexist, xenophobic. But when it comes down to the hard facts of what I'm saying and, you know, the doors I'm leaving open, most people don't really, uh, you know, have a valid argument. It's more just like and, and there's other people, too. I mean, a lot of people here, they listen to other people and a lot of people just follow exactly what those other people say where, I, you know, I like to listen and learn to everybody. So. That's what, but I think that's why they come here because they know they're going to get something different and uh, something rare. Someone said, pray for Terrence Williams real quick. And I'm going to put it over. Terrence got in a car accident today. I believe his lift, his lift driver got in an accident and he tweeted like, I, I can't breathe. And then what? people thought he was joking because he is hilarious. And uh, yeah, dude, the car was like totaled. So definitely pray for, for Trev, uh, Terrence, man. That's really sad. Oh, no, I didn't know that happened. 
Mm. Sorry. <clears throat> bless me. Wow. Uh, God bless. Thank you. I have, oh, a, con oh. I have a confession to make, guys, real quick. I'm trans. I'm transitioning. And if you guys don't agree with my transition, you guys are gay. That's to my audience. <laughs> but wait a minute. Were you born? Are you becoming a woman or a man? Which one? How were you born? Well, I think I might become a woman because like being a man and I'm I'm part Spanish and some people could see it. But like when I see if I go back here, you could see a little darker. But like when I'm up here, it looks light. So it's not it's not a good time to be a straight white man. So I got to I might switch it up, you know, try to get try to get some airtime on MSNBC. Yeah. Now, I've noticed that you're getting kind of like scruffy and like <laughs> kind of dark and edgy. Right. Is there what's going on there? I mean, yeah. very like Jesus -y and like. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Jesus thing is just it just naturally occurred. But um, I just kind of didn't shave for a while. And then I was going to shave because I was like, I don't usually like a month before this I shave. But then like it got to a point where like it stopped being crazy because that's how even my hair is like it gets crazy, crazy, crazy. And then it falls and looks good. So I was like I was waiting and I was like, oh, this doesn't look good. But then I and then it got to a point where I was like, oh, this is kind of a vibe now. But it's still a little scruffy. But I'm just like, you know, it's people care more than me. They're like, dude, cut your hair. I love your hair. Cut your I was like, I'm just vibing out, you know, and then and then eventually I, I'm going to cut all my hair off and then I'm going to cut all this off and then I'm going to move to the jungle for a couple months. But I'll be back. <laughs> well, I I love your hair and I don't think you should cut it. But what about the facial hair now? Mm, it's not bad. I mean, the thing is, you're, <laughs> you're very, very handsome. So it's always you're always going to look good no matter what. But I personally, I'm just not really like a beard guy. All right. Well, you know, you know really great. I'm did not. I didn't transition yet. So you got to hold up. No, just <laughs> did you wear braces? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. At a certain point. How do you, you don't remember if you wore braces or not? No, I did wear braces. Yeah. It's confirmed. <laughs> I said, yeah, that was a broad, broad answer. Yeah. I wore braces. Uh, cause everyone always talks about how nice your teeth are. Yeah. I wore braces, but also my mom works. She's not a dentist, but she works in dentistry. So she's mm -hmm. like, works at an office. So, um, I always had the dentist hookup. Thank you, mom. Or else I'd probably be a hillbilly loser. So my privilege is not in my skin color. It's in my mom and my dad. Good people. Nice. Yeah. Not, by the way, we love our hillbillies. Like Hillbillies are not losers. Yeah. No, I grew up on a farm. I am a loser. No, I'm just kidding. But um, I grew up on a farm, too. Where did you grow up? New Jersey. What kind of farm? I moved a lot. So I've lived on like three different farms. The first one was a my stepfather's a farm manager so it was like emus and huge like um cows with horns and like a lake like that was epic they were just like crazy animals i'd go to the bus stop and a turkey hen would run blah, 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 like in front of the bus and everyone's like who's this weird farmer kid because it wasn't even a farm town i was like hey guys sorry like so that and then i moved on a farm with all vegetables and stuff and i worked on a farm with probably illegals but i don't know if i should say that i'm gonna get arrested now but um you know so that's why i'm even before all the democrats i was like man as long like i'm okay with illegals but i mean i'm not i'm not like okay with 20 million people but i, I agree with conservatives on a lot but i'm not it's i'm not mad at the people as much as i'm mad at maybe the politicians you know it's not their fault per se um but yeah that's actually a really good point that you just made because um i think there's like also this mis conception that conservatives are 
really, really heartless and like that they really hate uh, illegal immigrants and stuff. And the truth is, like, I, I live in New York City. I know a lot of illegal immigrants. I know them. Like, I'm someone not call gonna, ice. Someone call ice. No, I'm just <laughs> like, I'm not gonna like report these people. And one of them was uh, one of my closest friends. I say was because he he won't talk to me anymore um, since I started walk away. But which makes me really really sad. But um, you know, it's it's the same thing. Like I have, I have no compulsion to like report people that I know that are illegal immigrants. Like I'm not going to do that. But I do think that we we should try try to prevent it from you know getting further out of control. I think it's already out of control. And it's like, but yeah, I mean, it's not like conservatives like can't be around an illegal immigrant with being like, oh, I've got to call ICE, you know. Yeah. And I'll say too, like I I grew up my. I'm part Puerto Rican and because people get confused. I say it a lot. Uh, you know, I got to pull out my Puerto Rican card because there's no white privilege. There's only Hispanic privilege. So it's like, yo, get me into school. I'm Hispanic. No jokes. Aside, <laughs> a lot of truth there. But uh, I'm part Puerto Rican, but my stepfather's 100% Mexican. And I grew up on a farm where everybody was Mexican. Like all my neighbors were Mexican. Like pretty much every way you looked, it was just Mexican. So Mexican that like Mexican trucks would come and like hand out this crazy like candy that you'd, you'd only find. Anyway, my neighbor got deported in 2002 or 2003, I don't know, under the Bush administration. And I'm not going to say nobody cared because obviously it was our neighbor and certain people, it was their family, but no one made a big deal about it because that's just like what it was. You know, it's like, I mean, we weren't screaming and crying and like talking to CNN. It's like, well, he is illegal, you know? So he went back to Mexico and right. life moved on. Like, it's just like, even illegals and and legal mexicans i mean especially the 52 million or so hispanics some of them are the biggest trump supporters who because they're like we came here legally like why are we the same as them we're totally different but even then it was like not a big deal so it's like i, I get the fact that people what i don't understand is the liberals who are like illegal like they like illegals more than citizens they're like open the border tear down the fence all they've done is made me like i'm like all right build the wall like stop being crazy and honestly like yeah, we probably have too many. You know, it's like at a certain point, I understand the demographic shift. I understand the economic effect. And also the crime of Mexico is higher than it's ever been in recorded history. We're incentivizing people to come over. So there might be a majority of people who are nonviolent and helpful. But if you keep promoting it and being like, let's get a caravan of 20,000 people, it's like, let's not. Let's, oh, well, I don't want the military there. Well, I do because I don't want 20,000 people coming so it's like the left has lost me completely and this isn't coming from a place of coldness like i lived around all mexicans and i worked with illegals it's just like even honestly none of my spanish friends now i also play soccer uh you know and, and every like everyone speaks spanish like no one acts like liberals like i it's just like a foreign i'm like no one acts like oh well i work for huffington post and my dad makes a lot of money and i went to nyu which costs fifty thousand dollars a year so i'm the voice of the mexican community i'm like you're white lady like you know, <laughs> you know you're not even mexican <laughs> totally and yeah i mean the um i think it became a thing for them once they heard the word wall, you know, there was something. And the only reason I say that is because you, uh, this was at a time when I was still a liberal and I hated Trump. And I remember what, like, I remember distinctly when I started hearing stories during the campaign, like 
2015 or something uh and you know I, I think i first saw on cnn or something like trump declares that he's going to build a wall and i remembered feeling like that was disturbing like i was like oh a what like i they, and that was my first thought too was like that is the most racist like how could somebody even say that in 2019 how racist that is you know whatever and then of course like now after like talking to more conservatives and getting a little education and really understanding what the problems are that they don't really talk about you know in terms of crime and human trafficking and heroin smuggling and and this and that like there's like a huge need for it but also like these people on the left, if it was, you know, I always try to like use this like much smaller analogy, which I think kind of in a way brings it into perspective, but it's like, they would never see it. It's like, if somebody threw a party, right, like at their house, if you have like a really nice house, you know, and who cares if you earned the house, or if you inherited it from your mom and dad, whatever, it's no one's business, it's your nice house, you have a nice house, and you want to have a party, like a nice upscale party. And then there's like all these people who don't live in your community that weren't invited to the party, the whatever, that are just like coming in the back door of your house. And they're coming in the wit side window of your house. And they're like, well, I heard there's like a really great party here and I wanted to be at your party. And you're like, yeah, but you weren't invited and we don't know who you are and you don't have a right to be here. Like no liberal in their right mind would be like, but they don't look like they have nice things. So they should be able to come to the, your nice party, whether they were invited or not. Like, why, where's your heart? You know, whatever it's like. What liberal says, well, we conquered this country, which is mostly true. So their logic is like, since we did that 300 years ago, we have to like what on the right wing they would call being a cuck. It's like we have to cuck out and just give up everything because we like it's a self-defeating mentality. It's like, well, my aunt, honestly, I'm I'm not from america like 400 years back or anything like my family didn't sail on the need of the pinta santa maria personally so i don't feel i don't feel responsible I, i'm pretty sure some of my family escaped like communism and stuff so it's like they're like well we did it so let's just give up everything it's a self-defeating ideology it is a problem trump is like a bear of bad true news i didn't i never thought it was racist i was i thought trump was but i was like ah, oh, the wall it's not my first priority but it's not a big deal but then I realized what a big deal it is from heroin to fentanyl to human trafficking to I guess I just assumed that politicians weren't really dumb and had actual fences or walls. But then you see certain clips and you're like, they didn't even have it. Like, I, I just assumed that they did. So it's like Trump is like daddy saying the things people want to hear. He's like, build now. Now I'm just like, all right, build the wall and mold it together with tears. No, I'm just kidding. Not I'm just, <laughs> liberal tears. No, I'm just kidding. But wait a minute. I mean, first of all, like, and I mean, it's just a sad reality of life on Earth, whether you're a human being or any other species or animals. I mean, conquering, uh, conquest and conquering is just part of life, unfortunately. And like different civilizations and different people have been conquering other civilizations uh, since the beginning of time i mean like and it's probably really never going to end i mean yes i think we should always strive to become more civilized and more evolved as time goes on and i think that we have but it's like we didn't we didn't conquer america i mean americans did not conquer america in its present condition i mean we may have come and taken the land from a people that was already here and that may not have been the right thing to do but we still built 
America. I mean, we didn't. Well, well that's what liberals want to do. They, they they want us to like lose, you know, where it's like, I, I get it that life is crazy. But honestly, that narrative skewed anyway, because Native Americans were not like holding hands and just chilling, although they did have cool culture. Right. They were like murdering each other and they were savages. So we did that. Yeah. But liberals, they know this stuff. They literally like want us to lose. And I've gotten people where I like break it down a little bit and they're like, well, like white people should be enslaved because like they literally want white people to be enslaved. So a lot of this stuff isn't coincidental. It's like self-defeating, like cucking mentality where it's like, you have sex with my wife. I don't want to anymore. And you're like, okay. So, you know, it's like a lot of that. Someone, I just want to read a comment real quick. Cause it was hilarious. Someone said anomaly, be honest, you're Guatemalan. I'm not Guatemalan, but I just thought that was hilarious. Like, so. <laughs> but I want to ask you, um, do you feel like your persona has changed at all in the last uh, six to eight months? Um, I mean, yeah, no, I don't think my persona has, but I, I do think I probably start using more humor now. I think I'm funnier and I'm more comfortable because I've been doing it for so long. So I, it flows a little natural, natural, more natural. And I think I'm, I make more jokes and, uh, maybe go stronger at certain points, but yeah, that might be perceived because there's, um, like I remember before I started walk away, um, you were, let me tell you, I don't know if I ever told you this, so I'm going to tell you something in front of the whole world. Uh, when I was starting to like be red pilled and I felt myself changing, which happened really over the course of about a year, it happened over the course of 2017. Um, I was trying to seek out other people who I felt like their values uh, were like, they kind of spoke for my values. I guess I'll put it that way because you know, I was I was starting to research, you know, like the Ben Shapiro's and the Ann Coulter's and and stuff like that. And although I I thought that they were very logical, um, and I started to see that conservative conservatism um, sort of made more sense to me logically than liberalism did, and that part was changing. I didn't really like the the tone or the approach with which they delivered that message, and I didn't really felt feel like that spoke to me. And then I remember I saw you at one point, I don't, I'll never remember how, but I was like, see, and this is the reason why I asked the question, because I feel like when I first became aware of you, you were, you were much more like groovy, chill, hippie guy, you know, like you were just like, it's all about the peace and love, man. And it's all about, like, and you're still like that. Like, don't get me wrong. But I do feel like you're more edgy now than you used to be. And sometimes like you're even a a little bit moody sometimes, which I like because I feel like it's like different colors of you. Um, but I, cause I've watched a couple of broadcasts that you've done over the last like month or so. And there was one day, I, I think I even reached out to you that day. And I was like, are you in a bad mood? Cause you were, <laughs> you were like on your broadcast and you were kind of like going off a little bit. And I was like, wow, he's really like, it's not like the, the, the initial mon uh, anomaly that I first saw that was always like very chill and very like kind of like zen and groovy, which I, again, you know, you still are, but I feel like there's more shades to you now and perhaps even a little more darkness and edginess to some degree sometimes than there yeah. was. No, valid uh, observation. I would say at the very beginning, I was like, how am I going to explain this without people losing their minds? So I was yeah. like extra easing in on it because I was like, dude, people can't accept this basic truth. So I have to like slow it down and make it as 
chill as possible and easy to understand and like non-confrontational because that's the only way I could get it across. And also personality wise, where I think even now I'm throwing people off because I do Facebook live streams and I'll also do YouTube live streams and the YouTube live streams, I'll be funny. I'll get a little cranky and just like, just have conversations. But I, I find and like some people say, normally they're too long or I don't like that side of you. But I, I always say, you know, watch the other videos. So now I'm just doing more content where I have like a hundred or so 10 minute videos where I'm relaxed, calm. I don't curse. I don't say anything. Those are still available. So it's like people can watch those at any time. But these live streams, sometimes I like to give like business advice or, or something that like not particularly business because I'm not really a businessman, but I try to tap into other things and, and different emotions and humor and stuff. And some people like love it and some people don't, but it is it is authentic where um, I don't think I changed because I think I'm still just as chill and calm. But uh, I do definitely like I, I, I even entertain myself where like I think it's funny to like argue with people. I find it really funny. Like there's this one guy named Infowars Bear and he'll like he'll super chat the whole time and just like say things that are like sometimes really honest and sometimes like a little annoying. But it's I just find it like hilarious, like the back and forth. So part of it, it's definitely a change in approach. But I, I guess I have four different styles that I'll that I'll tap into. And and the live streams, I kind of just go full, full fledged. And also, to be honest, like the the evil has really where where I don't want to I don't want to lose my my edge that makes people really like me. But when they're killing like in in womb babies and like giving ISIS good press, it's like, OK, like you guys are bordering some really serious murky water here. So, yeah, I saw that video that you did where um, it was you were talking about like the late term abortion. And who was it that was on The View or uh, 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 Sandra Bullock? Yeah, the penis uh, on face Ellen. thing. On yeah. Ellen. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I watched it. I was watching that one when you were on the treadmill. Or when I was on the treadmill, I was watching you. Um, yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. Um, yeah, it's true. There, uh, the, the, that, the abortion bills in New York and uh, Virginia are crazy because it went so far with that that it's now like we're not even really talking about abortion. Which I think is interesting because I, you know, I don't really know. I go back and forth with the issue of abortion. It's tough. Like I recognize it's very difficult. Like I'm, I'm not somebody who thinks that there's never ever um, a circumstance in which a person should never be allowed to have an abortion. Like I can't, I can't from like a moral standpoint see how someone can force someone to carry a baby that they are, they only have because somebody raped them in a dark alley, like at knife, like that's crazy to me, but like, that's not even what we're talking about anymore. I mean, when we're talking about like a baby that's nine months old inside its mother, or like the mother is like in labor and still has the option to say, scramble its brains. Like yeah. that's a little insane. You know, and they're, they're giving good press to ISIS. Like tr they, for, for a decade, they were doing nothing to stop ISIS. And even people like Rand Paul and Tulsi Gabbard, they passed this or they tried to pass the Stop Arming Terrorist Acts because they thought that our government was arming terrorists. Trump gets in, defeats them. Now they're giving good press to ISIS. So I think a little bit of me too, not only getting older, more comfortable, uh, different live streams where now I don't just make things where I'll go for two or three hours. So you really get to like dive into different emotions. But it's like at a certain point, people sometimes perceive calmness and kindness as weakness and foolishness. And I'm no fool and I'm not weak where it's like 
if you guys are going to keep giving ISIS good press and murdering babies, like, we'll resuscitate the baby and then we'll decide. It's like, dude, you just said you're going to resuscitate a baby to life and then maybe murder it, where it's like, I'm starting to prepare not in like a horrible way, but it's like if you guys are going to literally go the path of hell where it's like everything wrong and bad, the worst people propping up, you know, maybe you need a little bit more pressure, a little bit more emotion out of me because it's like at a certain point, you're not like the, the, here's the line and like you guys are too close. So it's like back too, up, back too, up. Yeah. And it's like, listen, I'm not an obstetrician. OK, like I didn't go to medical school, but I think that if you're you know, eight months long, eight and a half, nine months along, and you choose to have an abortion, you're going to have to give birth anyway. You know what I mean? It's like, it's what is going to be the difference in the labor process between that and having, it's like, just have the baby and give it up for adoption for God's sake. If that, you know, it's like, you're going well, to have labor anyway. You have, what you have is like, obviously intelligence but like basic common sense where like you're you're you get it where it's like hey i liked that but i don't agree with that some people don't have that and i'm starting to think it is like a spiritual battle where it's like that's why i always say it's a path to hell where it's like i'm not i'm not condemning somebody because they don't believe what i believe per se but it's like if you're gonna give isis good press and talk about resuscitating a baby and murdering it instead of just having it like, who are you? You know, we could have a political debate. We could talk Democrat, Republican, high taxes, low taxes. But at a certain point, like it just does seem pretty evil. And the media, like you won't give Trump good press when he when he gets rid of North Korea and ISIS. Those were the two biggest things that they used to complain about. North Korea, ISIS, North Korea, ISIS, fear, fear, be afraid. They're going to kill you. Now they're both gone. And they're like, shouldn't we let ISIS back into our country? It's like, F no. Like, no, what the, you know, so at a certain point, it's like, I almost feel like we've opened the floodgates of hell and these people are going to test us where it's like, listen, listen, guys. And a lot of people on even the conservative side, it's like, they say thing like, that's my problem with, with them. Kind of like you're like, they act all mean and stuff, but when it comes to real stuff, there's a lot of pushovers. Like, why, why am I making videos about that? Why do I have one of the biggest video talking about abortion like i'm not a paid gop person i'm not a politician like isn't that your job you know isn't that your passion like who are you guys like why did trump win so easy how come you're not backing him up or anyone else up how come you guys are letting this happen like why like why are you being so soft about it so i feel like you know that that's kind of kicked in with me as well where it's like how far how far are these people gonna go i'm optimistic greatest time ever to be alive but at a certain point i had a conversation with nuance bro recently a debate where our society is hanging on a thread, like self-accountability, family, you know, basic core values of freedom, language, borders. These are the things that allow all this other stuff to happen, the liberalism, the openness. If we don't have that, if we have no borders, our language gets skewed, our culture gets skewed, demographics shift to the point where we don't enjoy what we enjoy now, which is basic freedom that people escaped from South America and, and Europe to get here, to leave a communist society. If we lose that, things are going to go very south very quickly. And I would already argue as good as it is in certain areas, including food, nutrition, that like because of the media, a, a lot of it too, and what they promote, you know, uh, like every aspect, it, it's starting to shift downwards. Education is going downwards. So as everything's great and liberalism is great, I do feel like at a certain point, we need to make some sort of a stand. And I uh, I guess I just have two two sides of that, where it's like, one, 
you know, very relaxed video, no cursing. The other one, like stop giving press to ISIS, stop murdering nearly born babies. Like you're crossing the line. So, you know, I've, I've definitely like, like raised the ante a little bit. I'm starting to think that um, maybe, well, first of all, I think you should run for office. Uh, I think I should run for office. And then I think we should get a whole network of like YouTubers and we should just all support each other and we should all run for Congress. I, maybe that'll be the new party. Maybe just like the internet party, like well, the YouTube party. Like that's what the right, that's, that's also what, what, what bothers me about the right. I'm glad you brought that up because the left wing, they're kind of doing that with AOC, Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders raised $5 million in one day. And we talk about how great we are, the economy and stuff. I'm not, I'm not Bernie Sanders. I'm not running for president. I'm not comparing, but I see progressive YouTubers that are my size, you know, maybe a little bigger on certain platforms, way smaller on certain platforms. They're getting ten, fifteen thousand dollars a month on Patreon alone, where it's like I'm not, like not to compare, but they're not only supporting each other. They have databases. The Young Turks combined with Justice Democrats, they've built a network to vote for progressive communist socialists, and they're doing it. They're not winning yet, but they might. Whereas on the right wing, like we got Shapiro, you got what you're doing, the Walk Away. We have like Turning Point, but I don't know if there's an actual network of people to vote for people that they want to Alyssa Milano, all these celebrities, not her specifically. I'm not sure, but they're, they're giving these people these cards. So last election I'm at the polling booth and I see a bunch of young kids. I see no older kids. I was like, Oh, this is not going to go well for the right. Cause they're all probably voting Democrat. I go to the girl next to me. I know, I know her through a friend. Who are you voting for? She's like, uh, let me look. And she looks at a democratic cheat sheet and just is voting for all the wrong things as at least according to my perspective, like this vote, no on this vote. Yes. On this prop. And I'm like, She's like, how could you do anything but this? And I was like, well, I'm actually doing the opposite of what that says. And I'm going to, she had no idea why she was doing it though, but they, they organize email lists, cheat sheets, as far as who to vote for. We have to do this because what annoyed me about the last election, do I think they cheated? I do. Do I think they ballot harvest in California? I absolutely do. But I think the real reason they won, I think they cheated Trump, but he just won by too much. We can't make excuses either. We have to fix the voting system, which no Republicans are doing. They're like, oh, we, we got cheated. Well, are you stopping them from cheating in 2020? Right. They're not right. doing that. So it's like if you're complaining about them cheating, but you're not doing anything, okay, so they're going to cheat again. Obviously, you did nothing to stop ballot harvesting. You did nothing to stop Brenda Snipes. Okay, so now let's move forward. And they're not. there's no self-accountability where it's like it was partial cheating, but most of it was the younger generation voting now. They don't like you. You were not organized. And I say this stuff and they're like, no anomaly. Like all they did was cheat. It's a cheating, but you're not doing anything to stop it. So they're going to do it again. And what you're not going to counter it. What's that? What, what did happen to Brenda Snipes? I kind of forgot about her. What Did, they, did she ever bring charges? Maybe nothing. I don't, I, that's the thing. It's like, I'm not a politician. I'm not a, I'm not a police officer. So it's not my job to do that. But honestly, it, as a person who reads the news, I don't know that they did any, I don't know that I saw an article cause I probably would have shared it of like, she had to step down or she, maybe she eventually did resign or, or maybe like DeSantis or the new guy, other guy kicked him out. I'm not sure, but it took what we knew she cheated the last election against Tim Canova and we had, I believe, Republican there. They didn't, they let her sit around for two years during the midterms. Like, come on. So that's what really annoys me. And it, it's like this much cheating, but this much we're not, we're not winning. We're now we're sitting in an echo chamber like Bernie Sanders. We're going to win. We're going to win. And then we realize nobody really likes us that much. It's like, 
I've been through that. So I, I don't want to do that. We, we need a, we need a cutout sheet of like who to vote for. We need a network like you or someone else to build one and then raise each other up like the justice Democrats uh, do to, to progressive socialists. And we don't have that. No one's trying to build it. And all I hear is excuses and lame cop outs. Um, well, we are kind of doing things like that along those lines and walk away. Uh, do you know who Scott Pressler is? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know him personally, but I saw his Twitter. Yeah, Scott's great. And um, I met him. I've known him from Twitter for over a year, but um, I finally got to meet him this last summer. And then in uh, December, we spent some time together in Florida for this thing that we both went to. And we actually shared a, a, a ride to the airport that was like 40 minutes. So we got to really like talk. And he's a really cool guy. And he's, I think, one of the hardest working like boots on the ground activists I think in the country. And so I said, would you want to kind of hook up with us on Walkaway and really develop sort of boots on the ground sort of activism within the Walkaway network and community? And he said, yes. So he has come on board with our team this year. And we, we've built 50 Walkaway state groups and the states have leaders. And then we have regions, five regions splitting up the country and there's regional leaders. So Scott's going to get to work on kind of developing our Walkaway boots on the ground activism programs and teaching people, conservatives, how to register new voters and how to, you know, communicate locally with people in their community and tell them, look, it's important to get out and vote. And these, these are the issues and this is what's important. So we're trying to have a part in that, but you're right. I mean, it's like conservatives need to do more. And yeah, that's, I guess that's on us too, but it's also, you know, there's different, we never want to be like NPCs per se, where there are like certain candidates I really like, like Dan Crenshaw. I really like his domestic policy. I think he's great, reasonable, but his foreign policy to me is just awful. And he disagrees with Trump a lot. So it's like, it's going to be tough to get everyone, but definitely next midterms or something. I'll, you know, I'll see where you guys are at and connect with you. Cause that's my, my motto is always like, all right, if they're not doing it, I guess I have to do this. You know, it's like, I right. guess I'll do it. <laughs> right. Well, we'll be doing a walkway event in LA this summer too. And you said you'd be there. So. Yeah, absolutely. No, and the, I, I want to say it was multiple things at once, but I just visited my family. So I just flew back and to have to fly back again, I was just like, I need, I need something else just because I was like, I don't, I just don't feel like flying out and going for three days, but I really did want to come. And if it was any other time that I didn't fly out where if it's closer, it's fine. If not, I'm fine too. Cause I'm not like flying all around this year, but I'm not a huge fan of flying. I'm not afraid per se, but I was like, I just the cross country flight. And uh, I went to Hawaii this summer and on my flight, I had a problem. It was actually like, I felt like I was going to die. Um, I'm flying back from Hawaii. I'm halfway there. And the guy announces, he says, like, we're literally two and a half hours over the ocean. And he's like, hey, there's an engine failure, an engine problem. Uh, we got to turn around and we should be OK, but um, we'll see. Like he literally said that. And I'm over the ocean at night, two and a half hours. And we're almost to L.A. So I'm like, it must be really bad if they're flying all the way back to to uh, Hawaii when we're almost like, you know, we're halfway there. It would make sense just to go. So we flew and it was super creepy. So it was like combo of a lot of, a lot of stuff just flying from from New York to uh to Cali and that where I'm like I'll definitely come but I was like I was like I need something else to spice it up cuz at this point I'm like I'm staying here for at least now. That's yeah. what it was. 
traumatized. I'm a terrible flyer. I, every time I fly, I'm convinced I'm going to die every single time. So that imagine, would, imagine the pilot just being like, literally, like, there's an engine problem. We should be all right. Like, what? Like, what kind of problem? We should be okay. How about like, oh, we're going to be fine. He's like, sh we should, we should be all right. And it's dark, and we're not. If we were anywhere else, we would have landed uh, at an area, but we're over Hawaii to California is all ocean at night. Terrifying. There's like a, a German girl lady next to me, like crying and stuff. And I was like, I couldn't calm her down. I was like, listen, I'm not going to cry. I'm too manly for that. No, I'm just kidding. But, you know, I was like, damn, that sucked. Yeah, that's awful. Um, and yeah, it's very unsettling. I think it's always unsettling flying over the ocean. I mean, there's like no... I like, listen, it's not like I would feel all that much better if we crash landed into a field, but I would feel a little better about landing in a field than, you know, the middle of the ocean. My man, Eric Peters said, LOL, you girls, that's why there are two or more engines. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that part of it. Like we, we survived, I'm here, but it's like, come on guys, there's more than four wheels. You, you can get home. I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a girl yet. When I transition, you can call me by my right pronoun, but if not, I'll get Justin Trudeau and AOC to, to arrest you. So, Yeah, don't misgender anomaly. That's not cool. Um, and we'll, we'll get the ACLU involved in that. Yeah, and the SPCL, so we'll get them all. Every, every lettered group you've ever heard of, we'll get them. Even ABBA, they'll, they'll be on our side, obviously. Uh, any last words for the people, Brandon? Thank you for joining me. I'm going to put this on my debate platform too make america debate again so if you guys have google play or uh, apple Podcasts or any of those ones that steal from google play or apple Podcasts, then uh make america debate again i got a good debate with nuance bro and this was a, a very rare conversation with brandon walk away straka if i was a baseball announcer that's how i'd say it you would that's that was really really good um yeah so my final here's my final words um anomaly has a way bigger platform than me basically everywhere so why don't some of you guys be really nice and follow me uh on twitter at us minority um you're already on youtube so as soon as he ends the broadcast why don't you please subscribe to my youtube channel it's really sad you know i have like this massive social movement that it's national i mean it's almost it's global like there are people in other countries but i have like something like twenty-eight thousand youtube subscribers it's very sad please subscribe to my youtube channel um and you can follow me on any social media at us minority uh that's facebook instagram twitter and youtube is youtube.com us minority i would love it if you guys followed me even if you're mean to me i don't care you can be mean it's cool no, nah, Brandon gets it. I mean, I already knew he was getting it enough to be crushing it, and we'd, we've uh, gone to an event and uh, chopped it up, but this was the most in-depth discussion we've had, and he really gets a lot of things that a lot of conservatives don't get, so I think this was a healthy discussion, and uh, I'm glad I had you. I'm Well, you haven't had me yet, but... Well, I'm not talking about... I'm saying wait till I transition, and someone said just to wrap it up in the comments, they're like, Anomaly might be gay. I'm not gay, but when I transition, I might be. Cause I like women, but now that sounds gay. Cause it's like, Oh, he's just overcompensating. It's like, I like women so much now. Nah. I well, mean, transition and you like women, then you are gay. That's then what I'm saying. I'll, I'll be gay when I transition. That's what oh, I'm saying. It's like, don't jump the gun though. And all of this seems really racist. So everybody should have never even questioned me, but you know, I might start banning everyone. Cause some people on Twitter, they say, Oh, anomaly bans anyone who d disagrees with them. I was like, that's not true. I ban people who are annoying 
Or if I say something, they're like, why did you say this? I was like, I never said that. Now you're banned. Or someone's like, oh, you should do this. And I'm like, who are you? Who are you, Michael Jordan? Like, all right, you're banned. I don't ban people for disagreeing. I guess like you said, I just get an attitude sometimes. I'm sorry. I um I've become a chronic banner on Twitter, Twitter, which it's weird because I went like a full six months where my policy was like don't ban anybody, let anybody say whatever they want to say, whatever, and then it just got out of control because I did this like I had this douchebag on my show named Sam Cedar, he's the worst person in the world, and everyone who follows him are total SJWs like robots, they're robots, and. What I what I realized was I don't have to feel bad about banning people because these are not people that are coming on to have like a legitimate debate or discussion or to disagree with me or have a conversation. I mean, they literally were all just coming on to like parrot things that Sam Cedar, their leader, was saying like or they would just be like, oh, Sam Cedar schooled you. You look like such a douche. You like you look like <laughs> such an idiot and stuff. And I'm like, there's no value in this, you know, like because I have people that are hardcore liberals that i don't block them they come yeah. on they argue with me like every time i tweet something they'll be like did you know this or did you know this and like that's cool like yeah you can ah. challenge me it's cool but if you're just like gonna tell me i'm a fucking idiot like every day i don't like i bye i you know like that doesn't yeah. add value to my life yeah it's like i it's not the challenging or the debating or discussing it's the being annoying pestering or i call it like an energy drain and i don't get drained by discussion or anything or even i have friends who i've had to kind of block out where i, I like them i don't care that they don't agree but it was like pestering like it was like a tick they weren't trying to like actually get anywhere it was just like annoying me where in my own life like i block people left and right because that's how I'm able to get here is by like blocking certain energies out and sticking with people that I actually like. So I don't know. I don't see why you shouldn't do it on social media um, totally. you know, as a personality or whatever that we would call ourselves. This guy. So this guy, Sam Cedar, one of the tactics that he uses just like in his life when he's because he has a show, he has his own show. I've heard the name. I've never seen him, though. He has this show called Minority Report. He's just such an idiot. And, um, but he, whenever he's talking about anybody who he doesn't like, he won't pronounce their name correctly. Like, um, like Milo, he mispronounced, he calls him Ionanopolis or something. And whenever he's talking about me, he'll call me like Brendan or, um, you know, just anything that's kind of <laughs> close to my name, but not exactly my name. So his followers like walk in lockstep with everything that he does or signals to them to do. So they'll come to my Twitter account and call me Brian and Brennan or, <laughs> you know, and all this shit. And it's like, it's, it's not having my name misspelled or mispronounced that bothers me. It's the group think like, it feels like I've it's been, annoying. It's annoying. It, You're probably just like, get out. It's like cultish behavior. And that's what I'm just like, Oh, get all these cult people away from me. You know, yeah. it's just like, I, ha I have people um, who someone said, I'm friends with Owen Benjamin. He's had me on his live stream. I actually love Owen and he he does a lot of good topics. He never annoys me at all. Like he he actually said something about me one time. I thought it was hilarious. He talks about me a lot, so do I. But uh he was like joking about me, but he did it in a hilarious way. Like I just I really like his platform, but his supporters sometimes will just parrot what he says and in like an annoying way where I'm yeah. like Owen can get away with that cuz that's who he is and that's like what he's saying to me and he's hilarious so even if i disagree with him on certain things he's so funny to me that i just i like he's one of my favorite people to watch just as a consumer but his supporters sometimes not a, a lot of them are really cool 
they call themselves the bears and they've been really good to me but some of them will be just be like move out of la do this and i'm like dude stop like just go away i when owen says it it's funny but when like 20 people just like say the same things it gets annoying and they're not even liberals where they they actually get it where like if i went out that's why i want to debate people but if i get like their psycho fans with like the uh roses in the you know in their name or they're like antifa you're like okay let's relax now like i i never seen that guy but i i could imagine i actually just got trolled right now as we were talking I, an alert came into my phone and it's uh somebody wrote at us minority i see you like pedophiles and they included a picture of milo ianopoulos like i don't like <laughs> Yeah, I, I wonder if it's someone from this streamer because honestly like maybe I, maybe I, I had someone on instagram today like i posted a i posted a quote like it was the media showing isis as the victim and they showed like a trump admit woman as like the uh like the the villain and i i did that and then i i shared the malcolm x quote it's one of my favorite quotes ever malcolm x said the media has the power to make the hero look like the villain and the villain look like the hero that's mm. power. They control them. It's a, a genius quote. And someone's like, Anomaly, you showed your real true colors. Why did you choose a Muslim and not a Christian? And I'm just like, Malcolm <laughs> X said this. Like, I, I did. Uh, I don't know. Did a Christian say it? I, I like I, it didn't even cross my mind that, that I was picking someone who was Muslim. I'm not promoting the, uh, the you know, the, his agenda. And it's just like what he said is one of my favorite quotes. So it's I, like they're over. They're overthinking it like that'll get you banned. It's not. I'm not right. mad that you're this or that, but the, now you're lying about me and being like, I see who you are. I know what you're doing. Don't lie about me. You could challenge me, but be like, I don't know. No, no one said, no one else said that. Malcolm X literally said it. It's funny they fixate on that because I mean, it's like, they could have also gone with, he's a man, not a woman. They could have gone with, he's black, yeah. not white. They could have gone with, he's thin, not fat. They could have, you know, so it's sort of funny that that was like the thing that they're like, why would you <laughs> choose yeah. a you know? <laughs> I, I get it a lot because I'm starting to like unpopular people. So I'm like, all right, I got to brace for all this stuff. But if they say the truth and I hear it, I'm not a great like. And that's what people don't get. Like, I don't agree. Kind of like the conversation we had earlier about the LGBT community. I'm not covering up their flaws and, and all the crazy stuff they're doing. Like I talk about it more often than not, but it doesn't mean everything's wrong. Like there's speakers I really like because they, they'll hit me with truth, truth, truth. And they'll say some things I don't agree with, but I let it be. And then people were like, you, how could you do that? I was like, I don't know. Like Malcolm X said that quote and it's honestly right. a perfect representation of what the media is. So yeah. I'll use it a hundred times because I've never heard someone wrap it up that if Dinesh D'Souza retweet says it, or, you know, like Dan Bilzerian said something one time and everyone's like, dude, he's a dick. Dan Bilzerian. He's rich with his parents' money. He's just a wealth. I'm like, I'm sure he is, but like he said something funny and honest and i posted it like it i don't even follow dan bilzerian like i don't i don't i'm not justified like, he did this. i don't know dude i just saw the freaking tweet and i thought it was because he was like fnbc he was talking shit to the media i thought it was funny and people get so mad people are crazy all right well we'll, we'll wrap it up i guess any last i guess you already said it and i just said i i guess three times <laughs> no, right, this is awesome, though. i i love talking to you i could talk to you